97.3. Accra. There can be no other 97.3. No need to change. Keep it tuned to City. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 97.3 This is the City Breakfast Show The City's Biggest Conversation Yeah. 
626. Welcome to Thursday, December 22, 2022. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show. Live on your dial 97.3 FM. My name is Nathan Kwa, sitting in for Bernard Avle. It's always an honor bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. Thank God for life and strength. Welcome to another day, another opportunity to shine and win. Join us on the number 0549-986-996. On Twitter at City973. Hashtag CityCBS. And if you are not listening to us using a conventional radio set, then it must be via citynewsroom.com. Music from Daughters of Glorious Jesus. The song on Nukwafunyame. Wonderful song. Start off with our business sense. Brought to us by ADB. ADB is giving you the chance to get up to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. They call it the Payday Plus. And it's for those who receive their salaries through ADB. And there's no interest on repayment within 30 days. And your money hits your account the same day. Now, if this interests you so much, call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. ADB truly a great and more. Now, business sense today comes from Orin Woodward. Who says average leaders raise the bar on themselves, good leaders raise the bar for others, great leaders inspire others to raise their own bar. Average leaders raise the bar on themselves. Good leaders raise the bar for others. Great leaders inspire others to raise their own bar. So what kind of leader are you? Are you setting the standard for yourself? Are you setting a standard for every other person to follow? Or are you setting the standard? Or are you inspiring others to set their own standard? So they can outperform themselves. They can perform far, far, far better than they are doing. And they can reach the maximum bits of their potential. So ask yourself this question. As the year rounds up and as you try and close out the year. Ask yourself, what kind of leader have I been in 2022? And what kind of leader do I want to be in 2023? Do I want to be an average leader, a good leader or a great leader? That's our business sense for the morning. Brought to us by ADB. ADB, truly a great and more. We'll get into the newspapers and the portals in a bit. Call it the newspaper review or the news review. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Give me the beat. 
Stoneboy representing live at the Situation Outdoor Party. The Situation Happening at the La Palm Royal Beach Hotel in Accra. Saturday, December 24th from 8pm to when your legs can't carry you any longer. Have you paid? Hey! So are we supposed to have him paid? Mm. Go chop hot this Saturday. If you have paid, expect your coats to come through. Get yourself ready. And come and let's P A R T. Why? Because we have to. It's the all wide affair. 2022 edition of the Situation Outdoor Party. And there'll be great music from Stoneboy, Aquabua Abiana. Raya, Ben Chin Chin Band, and so much more. Don't say we didn't tell you. Go hear it later and say, oh, Obacho Wana. The Situation Outdoor Party sponsored by Ebony Condom Series, Doritos Lays, Logistics Movers, and Veuve Duvernay France. Supported by City FM and Ghana Weekend, empowered by City TV. This is a Beyond the Return event. The Situation Outdoor Party. Boiga. The newspaper review comes up next. Brought to you by Total Energy's three-time winners of the Petroleum Company of the Year Award handed out by the CIMG. These days, they rest comfortably in the CIMG's Hall of Fame for Petroleum. But that doesn't mean they'll stop doing the good things. They say they are ever persistent on delivering exciting and innovative products and services that meet your needs and expectations. Fidelity Bank is also bringing us the newspaper review and they are giving you the Sikaboom promo. The surest way to win 100,000 CDs. All you have to do is, if you don't have an account, open one and deposit 300 CDs and multiples of it and maintain that. 
And if you have an account, just go and deposit and maintain 300 CDs and multiples of it in your Fidelity account, and you could win big. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And the segment is also brought to us by Kel Chaco Toothpaste. Kel Chaco Toothpaste, happy smile. Let me say good morning to Richard Delasky. Good morning, my brother. How are you doing? What's happening? Charlie, I'm just leaving Parliament, and I'm here. Charlie, this work, you know, be so weird. I'm just leaving Parliament. You know, Parliament has been sitting since yesterday, and the House adjourned this morning after four. And um, it's disappointing that um, after all these years, uh, since I started going to Parliament in the early part of uh, 2000, um, then with a statesman, and then moving here to City FM, and uh, Papa Sam assigning me to go to Parliament instead of the presidency, uh, which I mm. thought was my wish at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Papa said, my friend, go to Parliament! And the rest is history. Uh, I'm so disappointed that we still keep piling up Business for the last day of sitting, which means that it had to go on and on and on and on. MPs were sleeping; you could see them sleeping, you know, in the house. I mean, so, so when it came to voting, yes, they would vote. Then they would go back to sleep somewhere. Do Charlie? No, no, no. It, 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 previous majority leaders, minority leaders spoke about this, and yet when they come to government, they do worse. It cannot be like this. We, we should not continue like this. Um, we'll deal with those matters later, though. But um, we know that situation is happening. I tell you. Go and grab your white, you know, top and, and white jeans, if you <laughs> like. <laughs> Just make sure that you are in white, white. Uh-huh. Your Afropa is white. As in Mpabuano. If you are going to wear Ohineba... It's just to sing me. Is what? Not Ahinima. Ah, it's Ahinima. Ahinima. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if you are going to wear Ahinima, uh-huh. make sure that it is white. Uh-huh. You get me? Everything has to be white. Uh-huh. And come, let us party, let us drink, let us wine. Charlie, let us just enjoy, enjoy ourselves. Charlie. And when we finish for the main side of the top mentor, uh-huh. then we go enter the, the after party. Yeah, for the clubbing. Uh-huh. That is where we will club out. <laughs> 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 we will dance, uh, you know, we feel feel your leg. They will put you in DOP. Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> good morning. So let's go into the newspapers. Okay. What's happening on the front pages? The Daily Graphic says this morning, despite Moffat's intervention, food prices still high. <laughs> Building strong distribution channels advocated. Also, economy posts a slow growth in third quarter. And something here that says conduct stress tests on pension funds. There's a think tank speaking to government. Okay, the Ghanaian Times says Christmas message from clergy. Harness resources to reverse hardship. Mm-hmm. Clergy to government. And there's a picture or there are pictures of four strong men of God. Hey. Four strong men. Mm-hmm. Most Reverend Matthew Kwesi Jemfi, mm-hmm. President of the Catholic Bishops Conference, mm-hmm. Right Reverend Dr. Daniel Silvanus Mensa Tortu, Anglican uh, Bishop of Accra, mm-hmm. Most Reverend Dr. Paul Kabnabuafu, Presiding Bishop of the Methodist Church of Ghana, and Right Reverend Samuel, uh, Prosper Samuel Jomeku, Moderator of the Global Evangelical Church. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Other stories. 
Sandbar blockage of Ango Anyanwi Channel. Agri- uh, agricultural activities, or it should be agricultural activities um, at standstill. Farmers' livelihoods destroyed. Tassel of a Roman rich property caught orders to, to stay off. Mm-hmm. And the Ghanaian Times is giving an announcement. They are going on a break. They won't do the wedding. They retire. They go come January 3. <laughs> and on the back page of the Ghanaian Times, for those who love their sports, the Bet Power Ghana Premier League is back. Legon City's triumph in Battle of Royals and Kotoko overcome Brekum Chelsea scare. Let me take you to the anchor newspaper Anti Galamse Task Force abandons duty in, in Zima East. Residents allege. Uh, that and uh, there's also a talk of uh, or some talk of pollution of the Ancrova Ancobra 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 <laughs> River <laughs> in that area, Charlie. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've been out for so long. Mm-hmm. Also, PULC to adjust tariffs again on January one. And NDC Sami Jemfi out of Bachelors Market. If you others left heartbroken. Hey. Uh, you? Congratulations to you, Sammy. Yes, Sammy And uh, you. yes, some other st- uh, yes. The new publisher says court stops Afari, Donko, and Mutawa kill stay off Roman rich property. GRA cracks down nine retail shops at the Achimota Mall, mm-hmm. and there's the Sammy Jemfi story here as well. The Daily Ghanaian Guide says JFK speaks on recent developments in the country. And JFK is, uh, is Korea, right? Yes, just Also, we are told this morning that those who do not share my views on National Cathedral are like, sh- what? Sambalat. Sambalat. And Tobias. And Tobias. Uh-huh. Um, that's coming in from Akufuado. <laughs> and uh, something here that says Northern Northern Trade Industrial and Investment Summit launched. Okay, the Chronicle says MPP's Xmas message to Ghanaians: Economy mm-hmm. is being restored, but we are not out of the woods yet. Okay, scammers use Deputy Minister's name to dupe job seekers. Oh. And the Ghana Baptist Convention bids farewell to Reverend Edu Jenfi. And the scripture for the morning is Jeremiah 29, verse 11, a very popular scripture. And it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, yes. plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And the Chronicle 2 is announcing their end of year break. <laughs> they said they are breaking from today. Uh, but they haven't given us a return date. Okay. They only say we'll be back after the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> the Spectator says this morning, Caution, avoid recreational drugs for healthy life. That's coming in from a physician specialist. And then also, women in labor take turns to deliver at... Uh, Palwogu Chips Compound in the Upper West Region. And there's a huge one here on uh, Stone Boy's Lovely Wife. I was inspired by my father to be a dentist at Dr. Louisa. A song, Satekla, shares her story. Okay, all right. And if you go to the new crusading guide, let's commend the Kufado for reviving uh, Ghana's economy, that's according to the NPP. Looming trouble in Christian Divine Church, Apostle Boahin in the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. GS Honest Bright SHS as best, pri- best private school in, in Ghana. And there's the Roman Rich property story and the court's uh, ruling on that particular one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. okay. All right. Let's go into the details. No, let's get to the online portals. Okay. We haven't gone. We haven't gone there. 
Um, citynewsroom.com, government hiding 1.3 billion CD budget from AICC embassies from IMF. That's according to Samuel Okujeto Ablakwa. That's okay. what he's alleging. Parliament approves Laiba Budu Francisca Oting's nomination to gender ministry. Parliament approves OSP's 129 million CD budget estimate. Mm-hmm. More parliament stories. Parliament suspends 2 billion Parliament suspends, sorry, over 2 billion CD estimate for finance ministry. An SNP cuts Ghana's sovereign rating to selective default. Mm-hmm. Selective default. If you go to citysportonline.com, 2023 Chan, Black Galaxy set for pre-tournament prep in Egypt. Mm-hmm. In the Africa Basketball Festival, Ghana to play Nigeria in a much-anticipated tie. And Sevilla confirmed ISCO contract termination after dismal four-month spell. And Otwado says African reps were tactically prepared for World Cup. If you go to myjoyonline.com, data bank shuts offices, staff to work remotely due to attacks and threats. Oh, why? Hmm. A Japan Mesa says first consignment of cheap fuel to arrive in January 2023. And ex Black Stars player Prince Tego remanded in custody for alle- allegedly defrauding George Boating of 40,000 US dollars and parliament approves reduction of E levy rates to 1% rejects removal of 100 CD threshold okay okay so um let's go into the details but quickly by way of update so the things that have happened in parliament let me give you just some of them the 2023 budget um has been properly legislated. In other words, the government now has the authority to spend next year because of the passage of the Appropriation Act 2022, which kicks in um, next year uh, because uh, Parliament sat throughout the night to do that. And then also um, the House has also taken a number of critical decisions. So uh, regarding VAT, the House has raised... Um, that by some 2.5%. Okay. Uh, so the VAT rate has gone up because Parliament approved that yesterday. Um, if you do the calculations, it comes up to about uh, 22 point something, um, roughly around that figure. And then also the rate concerning, um, what do you call it, the e-levy has also been slashed down or it's been revealed downwards so uh, it's come down from 1.5 to 1 percent and then also um that's not all uh the osp the special prosecutor's office you know that there has been some concerns about whether or not their salaries have been paid and mm-hmm. the government had insisted that he was providing them with resources mm-hmm. and all of that in the past and in fact that was one of the reasons that uh, martin amidu cited for his resignation so recently there was a major uproar the minority put you know the government to the sword and yesterday or you know, uh, last night, the government was able to agree a deal with the OSP and then also MPs and made a commitment in letter written to Parliament that they would ensure that these salary arrears are cleared and the OSP provided with enough resources to do its work. Again, uh, you know, we have been talking about loans, 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 mm-hmm. loans, concerns about loans. But, sorry, <laughs> the guys are still you know, claiming new loans. In fact, last night, the House approved, or even this morning, actually, the House approved some 30 million euros 
um, for the purposes of financing government goals solar project. So government wants to do um, solar to, to, to reduce um, its, its dependence on uh, other energy sources. And then also another 116 million 600,000 um, euros has also been approved to finance um, a 330 kV Accra Kumasi transmission line uh, project. And let me also say that earlier there was an attempt by the government to legislate um, a provision that would have required that if you were going to renew your driver's license, you needed um, a tax clearance certificate mm-hmm. from the GRA. Uh, the minority opposed it on the basis that that was going to create problems for poorer people in the villages, mm-hmm. especially those without access to the GRA offices to be able to do tax clearance and all of that. And we also require that um, something be done about auditing and all of that. So they mm-hmm. opposed it. Uh, eventually, <coughs> the government had to abandon that particular I position. See. Again, the matter, let me update you quickly. The, the, the big project, which is the National Cathedral mm-hmm. Project. You know that the government had proposed to award some um, or allocate 80 million Ghana cities towards the project despite approval from so many quarters. Um, yesterday, the minority side fought so hard and forced the, the government to abandon the allocation to the uh, project because what the minority said was that if they did not decouple that and took it out of the allocation to the tourism ministry, they were entirely holding that particular budgetary allocation hostage. So the government had to decouple it and to abandon that allocation of 80 million Ghana cities and Yale. Uh, these are some of the quick highlights that I thought I should mention um, before maybe sometime later we'll deal with some of the other matters that came up during the sitting. Um, so now we can go into some other uh, stories for this morning. Okay, let's go to the Ghanaian Times. And the Ghanaian Times uh, has that front page of the uh, members of the clergy mm-hmm. speaking to the government. And... Um, it says, Christmas message from clergy harness resources to reverse hardship. Now, the story is written by Anita Nyakunyurenchi. And the story says, the government has been advised to harness all the necessary resources mm-hmm. available to enable it to reverse the current economic downturn facing the country. Mm-hmm. Members of the clergy who gave the advice as part of their Christmas message, message to Ghanaians also asked the government to introduce social intervention programs to bring relief to ordinary Ghanaians who continue to struggle to make ends meet. Okay. Now, the m- members of the clergy include Most Reverend Matthew Kwesi Jemfi, President of the Catholic Bishops' Conference, Most Reverend Dr. Paul Kabnabuafu, mm-hmm. Presiding Bishop, Methodist Church Ghana, Right Reverend Dr. Daniel Silvanos Mensatoto, the Anglican Bishop of Accra, and the Right Reverend Prosper Samuel Jomeku, Moderator of the Global Evangelical Church. Mm-hmm. In separate interviews with the Ghanaian Times in Accra, they pray to God to bless the country in the coming year and help the citizens to act responsibly to further the country's development. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Um, let me take you to uh, some other stories. If you go to page 26 of the Daily Graphic, there's a story, the application against revocation of TI microfinance license dismissed. Now, Emmanuel Abu-Hoxham reporting for the Daily Graphic says this morning that the government, the, the Court of Appeal, has dismissed an application challenging the revocation of the operating license of a defunct microfinance company, TI Microfinance Limited, by the 
the Bank of Ghana. In a unanimous decision, a three-member panel of the court held that the judicial review application filed before the High Court was wrong in law. It was the considered view of the court that per Section 141 of the Banks and Specialized Deposit-Taking Institutions Act of 2016, Act 930, any dispute concerning the revocation of uh, license of an insolvent entity by the BOG should be sent to arbitration for redress. And uh, there are further details in the newspaper for this morning. In the meantime, though, there is some very, very disturbing story on the front page of the Daily Graphic about food prizes. Mm-hmm. McLean, Kofi, and Elizabeth Konedu Boachi and Linda Sa reporting. And they say the cost more than anything else, could deny some households access to stable or staple and essential food items during the Yuletide. Now, despite the intervention of the Ministry of Food and Agriculture to bring some food items from the farm gates to its head office and make them more accessible to the people, the reduction in fuel prices at the pumps, as well as the city gaining strength against the dollar, prices of food items remain Largely high a few days to Christmas, although the heavy vehicular and human traffic that is characteristic, uh, the story continues on uh, page uh, three of uh, the paper. Uh, let me just take you there quickly. Forgive me. Um, uh-huh, that's characteristics. Uh, of, of the, the, the season around this time is evident and there's a lot of human movement at the various markets in Accra. Many traders are complaining of low patronage of their worst. Now, this has resulted in some of them adopting sales strategies to attract customers. For instance, instead of wholesale, many are adopting the retail strategy to sell their various items. Now, this story is basically drawing our attention to the fact that although we have seen positive movement in terms of you know prices coming down, at the pumps, and then the dollar gaining, um, losing grounds to the CD, and, and a number of other interventions within the economic space. For some reason, people selling food are refusing to reduce prices to reflect the, <laughs> the, the, the positive trends for the consumer. And this is really, really bad, and something has got to be done about it. Experts are saying we should improve upon how we bring food from the farm gates into the okay. consumer market. If you go to uh, page 13 of the Ghanaian Times, health, se- health sector workers to join labor unions indefinite strike on December 27. Mm-hmm. Now, health uh, sector workers will from December 27 mm-hmm. join other labor unions to embark on an indefinite strike to press home their demand for the exemption of pension funds from the domestic debt exchange program. The workers include the Ghana Medical Association, the Ghana Registered Nurses and Midwives Association, Health Services Workers Union, and Government Hospital Pharmacies Union. This was contained in a statement issued in Accra on December 21 and was signed by Dr. Frank Serbo, who is president of the GMA, um, president of the GRNMA, Perpetual Ofori Ampofo, General Secretary of HSWU, Franklin Owusu Anda, and Nathan Kumsin, chairman of Gospa. So that's the update from the health uh, sector workers front. Now talking about workers, mm-hmm. let me give you the story which is making the rounds. It is on um, myjoyonline.com okay. concerning data bank um, workers or data bank operations. Now data bank has announced the closure of its offices effective today and to um, and workers have been told to work remotely 
following attacks and threats. Now, a statement issued Wednesday by the company said it had not been spared the liquidity challenges that had beset the fund management industry owing to the macroeconomic crisis facing the country. Hmm. Now, the situation has negatively impacted its uh, ability to honor withdrawal requests as expected. Okay. Now, while some clients have cooperated with the company, there are several others who have felt the need to abuse our staff physically and verbally. Oh, that's wrong. And also threaten their lives as well as their families. That's and so right. Data Bank is saying it has no choice than to move to a work-from-home option and that while its offices will be physically <laughs> closed, we'll continue to serve you and process transactions. <laughs> but it, if the people are there, if they are working from home, they collect their money. Mm. <laughs> no, but it's completely unacceptable that you are threatening workers. These are just workers. They, they, they are not responsible for anything. If you have any issues, you know how to address them properly through the due process of the law. Okay. Not, you know, gang ho and, 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 and these kind and of, you know, it's completely unacceptable. Okay. All right. Meanwhile, we are told that QRC will be adjusting tariffs again. <clears throat> and, uh, we're told that it will be happening from the 1st of January. And if you want details of that particular story, grab a copy of the Anchor newspaper for the rate. That's okay, they are talking. All right, about. Richard, thank you so so much. That was the newspaper review. Um, coming up next is the City Business News. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Coming up next is the City Business News Brought to us by Access Bank Switch your salary to Access Bank's Empower Salary Account today And automatically enjoy free interest on payday loan Pick now, pay later loan Fly now, pay later loans And other personal loans Call them on 0800-004400 today or visit their website ghana.accessbankplc.com Access Bank more than banking Enterprise Life is also bringing us the city business news and Enterprise Life is on the constant lookout to make your lives better All you have to do these days is just walk into any branch of APSA or CBG You don't even have to be a customer Now if you want to make your premium payment just uh, show your policy number have have a valid national ID and the amount you wish to pay. Enterprise Life is your advantage. And the city business is also brought to us by MTN Goyle. Let's get into the latest. Michael Lubudi is here with all the news. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN, Goal Enterprise Life, your advantage, access bank more than banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, Ghanaians to continue enjoying 100 Ghana city threshold on Momo transactions. Meanwhile, Parliament also approves 2.5% increase in value-added tax rate. Also, Court of Appeal dismisses application challenging Bank of Ghana's operating license revocation of defunct microfinance company. TI Microfinance Limited.
My name is Michael Obudu, and to details of our stories now, Ghanaians should expect to continue enjoying the 100 Ghana City threshold on their Momo transactions come next year. This is because the minority in Parliament succeeded in ensuring that government maintains the exemption on the electronic transfer levy as the rate was further reduced from 1.5% to 1% effective 2023. The levy had failed to meet all of its revenue targets since its introduction, with players in the telco space raising concerns as the policy has led to a sharp reduction in the volume of normal transactions. Debating on the amendment of the bill in the House, ranking member on the Finance Committee of Parliament, Dr. Kisalato Forsen, says the minority would support the levy to help the government rake in an amount of about 2.2 billion Ghana cities for the ensuing year. The currency, for, uh, the, the value of the 100 cities from the time they introduced the tax to today has been eroded. So clearly, I do not see why the ministry will have to remove this. Because what the ministry has done is that they have listened and in presenting the e-levy bill, Mr. Speaker, clearly they have decided to remove what they had intended to exclude. Mr. Speaker, but you see, the other point had to do with the fact that they are reducing the rate to 1%. Mr. Speaker, our position is that this tax must be removed completely. But since we have not been able to achieve that position, and government has said that they want to reduce it from 1.5 to 1%, but as long as we cannot achieve that, and government has made an effort to reduce the rate from 1.5 to 1%, speaker, we cannot be the same people to oppose it. Dr. Kisalato Forsing is a ranking member on the Finance Committee of Parliament. Now, Parliament has approved the 2.5% value-added tax rate increase proposed by the government effective 2023. Ghanaians will thus pay more for goods and services from the ensuing year. Despite the minority's opposition of the move, the House approved the motion after a headcount offered the majority a 136 vote against that of the minority's 135. The increment was introduced in the 2023 budget as part of government's efforts towards increasing increasing its domestic revenue mobilization. The minority leader, Harun Idris, however, is of the opinion that the approval of the new rate would only worsen economic hardships in the country. You committed this country to a high risk distress country. Our currency is devalued, inflation is very high, and we do not think that the Ghanaian people should be further burdened with an additional 2.5% where cost of living is already high, cost of doing business is high, businesses that are being subjected to this uh, exchange will further suffer if this bad is imposed. Then morally, Mr. Speaker, in 1995, when they were on the other side of uh, the aisle, they didn't see any merit even in the introduction of VAT. Today, the tax instrument brings in over 15 billion annually to support the running of the Ghanaian economy, annually. So at least try those who introduce that with some modicum of economic sense. You heard the minority leader Haruna Idrisu. Now, the Court of Appeal has dismissed an application challenging the revocation of the operating license of a defunct microfinance company, TI Microfinance Limited, by the Bank of Ghana. The court, in a unanimous decision, was of the view that the judicial review application filed before the High Court was wrong in law. The court gave the decision after it upheld an appeal by BOG challenging the decision by the High Court not to grant a preliminary legal objection against the judicial review application. 
application. Founder of TI Microfinance Limited, Emmanuel Babubwa, filed an application for certiorari at the High Court, urging the court to quash the decision of the BOG to revoke the operating license of the company. According to him, the central bank revoked the license of the financial institution without any notice in conformity with Section 16 of Act 930. Now, away from that, stakeholders in the business community are asking the government to aggressively engage the public to court enough support for its debt exchange program. Further to this, they also want a sustained effort by the country to end the constant trend of always going to the International Monetary Fund for Financial Bailout. This report has the rest of the story. After initial denials, the government in July this year made a U-turn on its position not to seek the help of the IMF in addressing economic challenges facing the country. But what brought us to this point? We started to borrow in recent times significant amounts, about $6 billion a year uh, on average in the last three years before we were shut out of, of access. So these are massive numbers we are talking about for a country of our size and our economy. Inevitably, we get into a situation where um, whereas is the case that we always were paying too much for debt. The reason being we were borrowing too much and investors saw that and saw us as risky. So we were charging us too much, which meant that we were spending too much of our total revenue service and debt. The government, after going to the Fund for Financial Assistance, announced a debt restructuring program. But this was met with stiff opposition from more than 10 labor groups who felt the measures were rushed without enough consultation. We should have actually had a lot more industry players working with government to shape how the path should go. But we rather had government who are possibly looking more at external sources, internal resources, and practically come to tell you this is what I'm thinking and this is what I'm going to do. You practically have to take it or almost leave it. Organized Labor has subsequently declared an indefinite strike effective Tuesday, December 27, 2022, in reaction to the government's proposed debt exchange program. They insist... The government must not touch pensions of members as part of the plan. Are there any legal implications to the union's opposition to the government's position? In terms of the contractual piece, but also whether there's an ability for Parliament to legislate in a way which forces people into a, into a deal. But I think that is a very high-risk strategy. But for the unions, and to your question... What we're seeing now and what I think we will continue to see is the application of commercial leverage or practical leverage. And what I mean by that is that obviously a general strike is particularly debilitating, destabilizing for the country at a point in time, at a critical point in time in terms of these, these negotiations and discussions. I'd imagine this is not something which looks particularly good to the IMF. For the Africa Center for Energy Policy, ASEP, just as the debt exchange program affects the masses, government officials must also show enough commitment by also cutting down on frivolous expenditures. In this critical moment, we cannot have, uh, you know, the public service uh, servants at the top, that is the ministers and CEOs, um, not seeing the kind of haircut that they need to have and rather push it on pensions and uh, uh, the suffering uh, masses. We are in a society today where the salary of one CEO can actually pay for the feeding of over 300,000 kids uh, in what you call uh, a school feeding program. 
You have there Benjamin Boache, Executive Director for Africa Center for Energy Policy, ending that report. Previously was Bright Simmons, Vice President Imani Africa, Senior Hussi Investor and Economic Policy Analyst, and David Ampal, International Debt Restructuring Lawyer. Meanwhile, Mr. Hussi is of the opinion that Ghana risks cutting itself from the international market if it does not effectively manage its communication under the debt restructuring program. Ghana temporarily suspended the payment of parts of its external debt, including Eurobond as it seeks to restructure it after an agreement with the International Monetary Fund last week. So everybody at the table, everyone you are hearing speak and saying no, is not trying to say, I don't care about the state of affairs. It's that we are partners. So let's have engagements to resolve it together and be seen to truly be resolving it together. What we have right now is a headmaster and primary school student I mean, relationship. And I don't think it is helpful. This attitude is not being sent internationally. It's a big mistake. A big, big mistake. There's a way to engage. People don't want to have their funds fully locked up here. As we speak, people are taking haircuts of 60% to exit the Ghana market. So people understand, the international market understands that I will lose some money. But how you engage and you strategize that engagement is critical. That was investor and economic policy analyst Senyo Hussi. These conversations were part of the Ghana's debt saga. Now what next? It was brought to you by City TV in partnership with Imani and ASAP. It brought together a panel of international experts in political economy, debt restructuring and economic policy analysts as they explore Ghana's path forward. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market with Bank Street amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at eight Ghana cities. The British pound lost pesos and is selling at nine cities, 70 pesos. The euro remained unchanged and is selling at eight cities, five pesos. However, at some forex bureaus, the dollar is selling at 11 cities. The British pound is selling at 12 cities, 65 pesos, and the euro is selling at 11 cities, 30 pesos. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News. Proudly brought to you by MTN Goal, Enterprise Life Your Advantage, Access Bank, More Than Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Ubudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day, and as always, please stay safe. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Seven fourteen. Still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Coming up next is kickoff. The latest from the world of sports brought to us by Lechero now as the director from the Bank of Ghana. The Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. That is why updating your records with Lechero is important. Visit any Lechero branch near you to update your records with your Ghana card so you are served faster and better. You can also send a WhatsApp message to 0574 or call 302 The chair lets improve lives. Let's get into the bulletin. Benjamin Inketia is here. It's time for kickoff.
Afro Morning, Benjamin Nketia here with kickoff. In the headline, Sports Minister Mustafa Youssef has announced how much Ghana spent at the just-ended Qatar 2022 World Cup. Parliament considered possible investigation into interference in Black Stars player selection. EFL Cup tonight, Manchester City take on Liverpool. In the NBA, there were wins for the Mavs and also the Cleveland Cavaliers. Let's start off from some issues some uh, that happened on the floor of Parliament. And Minister of Youth and Sports, Mustafa Youssef, has revealed that Ghana spent 5.1 million US dollars out of the 8.1 uh, budgeted for the group stage of the just-ended 2022 World Cup in Qatar. The Black Stars exited the competition in the group stage following two defeats to Portugal and Uruguay. The sports minister was speaking on the floor. Our estimated budget at the group stage was 8. 8,166,200 United States dollars. Out of this estimated budget, Mr. Speaker, our total expenditure for the group stage participation amounted to 5,071,840 United States dollars. These expenditures covered appearance fee, per diem, flight arrangements, medicals, equipment, logistics, and hospitality. Mr. Speaker, the reason for the surplus of $3 million after our exit from the group stage is as a result of the Ministry's prudent management of resources as well as the Ministry's decision to negotiate on qualification bonus for the next round instead of paying winning bonus per match. What this means is that in spite of our blaster defeating South Korea in our second group ma- match, we did not pay any winning bonuses to that win. Now, he also stated that negotiations have begun with the Ghana Football Association to find a replacement for Black Stars head coach Otoado, who resigned from the job following Ghana's exit from the World Cup. The head coach of the Black Star, who was contracted for the World Cup following, the Ghanaian, uh, following Ghana's exit, coach Otoado announced his decision not to continue as a Black Star coach. This has led to vacancy ahead of our assignment by the Black Star in 2023. The Ministry of Youth and Sports and the GFA have already commenced discussion in appointing a new technical team for the Blaster with the view of transforming the, the, the national team. Sports Minister Mustafa Youssef speaking there. Still on Parliament and Member for uh, member of Parliament for Tunnel North, Honorable Frida Prempe has urged the Parliamentary Committee on Youth and Sports to investigate allegations of GFA officials interfering in player selections into national teams. Now, according to the 2018 Alcon Chairperson, the widespread perception leveled uh, against the GFA hierarchy could be hindering Ghana from making an impact at tournaments. A lot of people spoke about some of the selection of players. And this will take me back to GFA. That has been alleged that they always interfere in player selection, even at the World Cup. If that is so, then I think GFA needs to change their ways. And I think that they should know that football on all the uh, under-20, the under-23, the black satellites, the, all the female teams, it doesn't belong to them. It belongs to all of us. We all have to add our voice. And I believe uh, the, the Committee on Youth and Sports would want to investigate if it's indeed the truth that they've been interfering in um, player selection. 
So you had the Member of Parliament for Tanonor, the Honourable Frida Prempe, speaking there. Let's move on to some Ghana Premier League action that took place yesterday. Match week 9, Kumasi Asante Kotoko, they have leapfrogged Accra Hartford into second position on the table after a 2-1 win over Brickham Chelsea at the Babayara Stadium. A goal from Serge Zeze cancelled out an Emmanuel Sapon lead for Kotoko before Steven Mukwala scored to win all three points for the Porcupine Warriors. Here's Kotoko's head coach Said Zebo speaking after the game. We try our best and we have a lot of opportunities that we have to at least convert it to a goal. But it doesn't happen like that. And the way things are going, we need to make a changes. So when we brought in the Zeze boy, then everything changed. Then again in the halftime, we have to go and strategize. How are we going to come in the second half to, I mean, get a goal? And that is what happened. We have worked defensively to work on that uh, conceding of a, a goal at home. And there is nothing we can do. We can't change the scores. They have already scored. Uh, the, the, the best way is to win the game and we have won. So you heard Asante Kotoko head coach Seiru Zebo speaking there. Brickham Chelsea head coach Christopher Aining was disappointed with the performance of his team. The performance is not what I'm expecting. In fact, it's very down and yeah, I have nothing much to say. Being a coach, I have to go back to the board and work out things. But the performance is not what I'm expecting. We didn't uh, play the, the, the real ball that I'm expecting my boys to play. So when we came back from the second half, in a few minutes, the midfield was corrected because the midfield was collapsed. That is why they got the goal, they got equalized. So I quickly tried to strengthen it and it was working. But it's uh, a minor mistake that uh, I need to work on it, yeah. Christopher Aining is head coach of Brickham Chelsea. Let's get to some other results from the Ghana Premier League and Kotoku Royals Day. were thrashed by Lagos Cities by three goals to nil. The team United could only manage a goalless draw with Tamale City and Karela FC also managed a 1-1 draw with Mediama Sporting Club. James FC picked up all three points when they beat Kinfezo by two goals to nil in their own game. To some national team news and the Black Galaxies are scheduled to leave Accra for Cairo this Saturday to continue preparations for the 2023 Chan tournament. The team will play a number of high-profile international friendlies in Egypt before moving to Algeria for the tournament which starts on Friday, January 13, 2022. Now the Black Galaxies are in Group C alongside Madagascar, Sudan and also Morocco. So that's what's going on. Let's move on to some foreign stuff and Sevilla have reached an agreement to terminate Isco's contract just four months after, after signing the former Spain midfielder on a free transfer. Fair. Now, uh, the 30-year-old joined Sevilla on a two-year deal in August after a hugely successful spell with Real Madrid. Now, after joining for Malaga in 2013, Isco helped Real win the Champions League five times and also three times the La Liga title. But he has now been released after just 19 games for Sevilla, scoring once and claiming three assists. Now, uh, I quote the club, would like to wish Isco the very best of luck for the future, end quote Sevilla said, in a statement. So, uh, Isco, uh, is on to other things. He's a free agent now. Uh, hopefully he'll be signing for a team, uh, that you support. Let's move on to some EFL recap, uh, round of, uh, 16 action. Black Ben, they lost heavily to Nottingham Forest by four goals to one. Charting Athletic, they beat Brighton and Hove Albion 4-3 on penalties. And Ghana's Tariq Lamte was on penalty duty. He scored his penalty in that game. Manchester United also were up against Burnley. Man United won that game by two. 
two goals to nil. Eriksson and Marcus Rashford getting on the score sheet tonight. There's a big, big, big game. Uh, we'll be uh, bringing you live radio commentary of that one. There's Manchester City versus Liverpool. Uh, it's a big one just right after the World Cup. So something good to enjoy uh, in this particular one there. So look out for us. Live radio commentary and analysis here. Let's finish off with some action from the NBA. It was a full slate of games because it was Wednesday night action. The Dallas Mavericks, they needed an extra push from Luka Doncic. They won that game 104-99 to against the Timberwolves. The Cleveland Cavaliers also had too much for the Milwaukee Bucks, so the Bucks have been a little rocky lately. The Sixers picked up a win over the Pistons, and then the Chicago Bulls' dramatic win, uh, Ayo Dosumo, helping the Chicago Bulls win against the Atlanta Hawks. If you go to the game between the six, uh, the Celtics and the Pacers, the Celtics lost at home to the Indiana Pacers. It was a blowout by halftime. In the end, the uh, Pacers just held on to win that particular game. The Golden State Warriors are still going through a rough patch. They lost heavily to Kevin Durant's Brooklyn Nets. And then the New York Knicks lost at the Madison Square Garden to the Toronto Raptors. Pascal Siakam putting on a show in that game for the Raptors. And then the Magic continued to be impressive, winning on the road. The Thunder won at home. The Lakers lost to um, division rivals, the Sacramento Kings, 120-134. Remember, the Lakers are missing Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. And then the Clippers also had too much for the Charlotte Hornets, 126-105 is how that game ended. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Nketiah. Kickoff was brought to us by the shareholder Small Sport at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. And we will go home to our own. Hey, Pietus, this song is a hit.
Music from Praia, and they will be live at the situation together with the Chinchin band Abiana, Aquaboa, and Stoneboy. Happening live this Saturday at the La Palm Royal Beach Hotel from 8 p.m. The All White Affair, the 2022 edition of the Situation Outdoor Party. By this time, the, the table's locked. So if you haven't booked, hey, you will really chop hot. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm, yes, I'm, yes, I'm, yes, I'm, 
Closing Outdoor Party sponsored by Ebony Condom Series, Doritos, Lace, Logistics Movers, and Veuve du Vernet France. Supported by City FM and Ghana Weekend, empowered by City TV. And it's a Beyond the Return event. A few birthdays coming in. Happy birthday to Nana Obokomata the 9th. Champimhene of the Gumwa Traditional Council, an executive chairman of the Obokom Group of Companies. Best wishes, Nana, that's coming from Lawrence. Your messages are welcome on 0549986996 So listening to the City Breakfast Show We'll go through a couple of birthday messages in a second But the average flight from Accra uh, to Dakar is about 3 hours So why are you spending an entire day moving between these two places? All because of long transit hours Kenya Airways is bringing you a good solution Fly direct from Accra to Dakar and vice versa every Monday and Wednesday And enjoy the superior service of Kenya Airways in addition to new comfort And convenience that the new flights offer Kenya Airways is the pride of Africa now, Bet365 is now officially live in Ghana. So if you love your sports, what better way to get a piece of the action than joining? You can bet across a range of markets, build your own personalized bets with a bet builder. Now, you can also place your bets before the game kicks off or try and play betting during the live game. And remember, Bet365 also lets you, um, also lets you cash out your bet early on selected markets. Visit the official website bet365.com.gh to join over 18s only T's and C's apply. Please gamble responsibly. Now it's cool cash for you this season. January is long. There's pre-January, mid-January, pro-January, pro-max January, before January, max, max, max. The Zenith Bank has got your back. Be part of the Zenith Bank Mastercard more for more promo. Spend 1,000 CDs or more online or via the POS using a Zenith Mastercard debit card and be rewarded with four coupon shopping vouchers up to and up to 20,000 CDs cash at the end of January 2023. Let's make your Xmas and New Year more exciting. Promo ends on January 31, 2023. C's and C's apply. Um, Zenith Bank in your best interest.
0549-986-996 That's the text and WhatsApp number A few birthday messages coming in This one says Please wish Abna Bamfole a happy birthday From Reverend Wale Adoye Famosa of Primus Advertising And the message is May God continue to bless her with good health And a sound mind in Jesus name She's a big woman This one says happy birthday to Samini, Samini's birthday is today. Achisa, Samini, this one is coming from the Monkey Man of Ashoman, aka Gameli. This one's happy birthday to our mother, Mrs. Agnes Bosman. Ama, we wish her abundant blessings and a blessed new year. This one says, Help me wish Miss Anita Adi a happy birthday. Uh, the message says, I wanted to know that like the lily among flowers and like the apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the virgins. You are all together beautiful. Hey, boys, everywhere's. Hey. 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 Alright, so that's uh, happy birthday to Miss Anita Adi from Gotsintenge, Naspa President for Kung Katamanso Municipal Assembly. Naspa, Naspa President. Charlie? Hey, my loving thing like Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Naspa. Charlie. So, where you people meet for? He's doing the last pass of the. Yeah, that's He's my just it, you know? <laughs> just loving it, Charlie. <laughs> love is Yeah, in fact, let's uh, also use the opportunity to say congratulations to Sami Jemfi of the National Democratic Bye, Congress. Yeah, Charlie, yesterday, um, he, 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 he got off the bachelor's market, uh, getting married to the beautiful Mrs. Uh, Jemfi. At a colorful ceremony yesterday in uh, um, our country, and uh, President John Dramani Mahama was mm-hmm. there together yep. with uh, many other top, top, top men and women of of the NDC and some other members from the media and then the the political scene generally. Uh, we wish you all the very best um, in the years ahead, mm-hmm. and uh, may your family grow, prosper together. And uh, there should be laughter in your home all the time. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's always not. It's not always rosy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there will be ups and downs, but that's what marriage is all about. Mm-hmm. And I wish you all the very best for and on behalf of the entirety of the team. Yes, it is. And this one says, "Happy birthday to my grandma, Miss Dorothy Amewu." Is it Mrs. or Miss? One of them. Mm-hmm. Um, of Hokwe Bibla um, from Mystery B. 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 is in the Hokwe area. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. This one says happy birthday to the CEO of Doppler's Clothing from Simon. Mm-hmm. Any other name, bro? Anyway, there's a new ride hailing platform in Ghana that will give you the best commissions on the market, promotions including discounts, floor coupons, free data, and many more. The name of the app is Little App. Just download it on the Google Play Store, Android on the App Store, or iOS. You can call 0507795596. 
or send an email info at littlegh.africa or follow on social media at littleabgana littleab truly african Getting to Parliament in a second, but happy birthday to Prophet Gideon of Empowerment Worship Center. We thank God for your life. May His grace envelop you all the days of your life. That's from everybody here at City. Nah, so Prophet, Prophet Gideon, Gideon be big. he's a big man for the system. You know what I like about him is the way he, when he's doing a program, the way he gets the design. Mm-hmm. It's like he got it in a vision. Thank you. <laughs> so it's like, so big, like you see, like when he's like maybe he's doing like praise program, uh-huh. then he will put the names of the speakers there. Powerful. Oh my God! His 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 media team is amazing. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Oh, powerful, 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 powerful. You are not tall, but you are big. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I remember to you, Prophet Gideon uh, of Empowerment Worship Center. He's not tall. He's, he's not But all the action really was in Parliament yesterday. A very, very extended sitting of Parliament. Just looking at a number of very, very important things. And you find that, well, I don't think the newspapers captured. Yeah, because they finished yeah, the of course, very late. Yeah, I think it was up to 11 p.m. They were still. No, no, no. In actual fact, uh, the house rose this morning after four forty, uh, four sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I, I left them at <laughs> 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 Yeah, that's right. So, um, you know, during which a number of things happened. Mm. Um, by way of quick update, so the budget for twenty twenty three has now been legislated properly, giving government the authority. What is the difference between the budget and the appropriation? Okay, so the budget basically gives you an outline and details of what exactly government intends to do for a particular uh, fiscal year. So would that be uh, the economic policy? Exactly. So and what, then the appropriation is the financial estimates yes. for the specific MDAs. Yes. Uh, no, so the appropriation captures all the expenditures that the government intends to make mm-hmm. in the new year mm-hmm. and then also authorizes through a force of an act of parliament mm-hmm. the government to so spend so which one is bigger the budget or the appropriation we can't so is, the, is the appropriation sourced from the budget yes yeah i asked yes. this because i remember i think last year the contention of was that how do you pass a budget mm-hmm. and then you say you don't want to approve the appropriation which derives from the same budget? So, for example, if I have a policy of maximizing tax revenue through direct taxes mm-hmm. and then I introduce three new direct taxes, mm-hmm. you approve the budget that says broadly I want to maximize direct taxes, mm-hmm. but the specific direct tax of income tax, property tax, 
and say syntax. Mm-hmm. You're saying you're not going to approve it. Mm-hmm. What was? How do you how do you explain that? Okay, so if there is a discrepancy in terms of how much is to be realized and how much is to be spent, mm-hmm. it is the job of Parliament to try and work the numbers as to agree. Okay. So that, for instance, if the budget expected to spend so maybe a million Ghana CDs, mm-hmm. and for some reason the MPs objected to the absolute number of one million Ghana CDs, mm-hmm. they can revise that. Okay. And where, where they revise it upwards or downwards mm. and they say 900 Ghana cities, that will reflect mm-hmm. in the ultimate appropriation. So you're saying there's passed. no inconsistency in approving a budget and still nitpicking over the appropriation? No, no not, at all. Fantastic. not at all. So why were they arguing so much yesterday? Okay, so a number of issues came up. Um, so let me decouple them. One of the key ones that the mi- minority fought seriously mm-hmm. had to do with a policy proposal through a uh, uh, proposed legislation mm-hmm. which would have made it a requirement mm-hmm. that if Nathan or some driver wants, a professional driver wants to go for a new license or to renew his license in related documents, he would need to submit a tax clearance certificate. Mm-hmm. Now, the policy position is that we want to deepen tax collection in, in the country. Mm-hmm. We want to ensure that everybody is observing their tax obligations. Uh, because as we speak, a large, to a large extent, majority of the people do not pay the taxes required to make Ghana work mm-hmm. in, 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 in the strict sense. So the economy mm-hmm. is not as formalized as we would have expected. Mm-hmm. So government was hoping to use this policy as a way to encourage people mm-hmm. to go and pay their taxes, mm-hmm. get the certificates needed, and then for transactions with, with government institutions. Mm-hmm. But the minority fought it robustly on the basis of, of, of their view that if you were to insist on this and parliament legislates this, it will create so many problems, particularly for, for the poorest of the poor, especially those in the poorer communities of our country where there is very little access to some of these government institutions like the GRA office. Let me understand something. You're saying the proposal was that you needed some identification. Tax clearance certificate. To, 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 to be able to access... For instance, a driver's license, or wow. to renew the same. And the minority said no? Yeah, they objected to it. Okay. Now, you're saying that was one of the most important things. It yes. was quite muted in the coverage, though, and I'm mm-hmm. happy you've raised it, because when I look at the coverage of the parliament story, mm-hmm. let me give you the top stories I saw. First one, obviously, is that parliament has approved the appropriation. Mm-hmm. Then... The 80 million National Cathedral, the minority has blocked it. Mm-hmm. Then the uh, e-levy has been passed with the one, mil- one CD threshold, but the minimum threshold still be maintained. Mm-hmm. And then the last one I saw was the f- Parliament suspending two billion estimate for finance ministry. Those were the I think the four big stories for me. Oh, okay. But so how come this thing you're saying did not capture the the the, 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 the yeah, well, sometimes, a, yeah, sometimes the question of what the reporters may have uh, decided to highlight, okay. but it was a major issue, and in fact, mm-hmm. if it had passed, uh, it would have created a lot of chaos around the country, because what it would mean is that in the new year, there was no way a truck driver or you would go and do your license or renew the same or get some of these services done if you did not produce a license or a certificate from the GRA proving that it's not not a good thing yes so so I'll I'll deal with that so you know get your tax grant certificate and access every service I mean if you want to raise you say people don't pay tax isn't that a good thing it is a good thing that's my position Mm. 
it is a good thing. Mm. The bad is where the minority is coming in from. To say that, look, many of them are from r- rural communities and they represent rural people. Mm. Some of whom de- depend on driving from one village to the other in order to survive. Mm-hmm. And many have very remote access to some of these government institutions or offices where mm-hmm. these certificates are produced. Mm-hmm. So on the basis of that, they cannot legislate in a way as to create barriers for people in their communities to go and have access to some of these okay. certificates and all of that. Mm-hmm. So they argued on the basis of that. Of course, the Honorable Deputy Minister mm-hmm. um, for the uh, Finance Ministry pushed back, mm-hmm. saying that she thought that because the services will be online, mm-hmm. it should be possible for uh, Ghanaians in the very rural areas to even apply for some of these certificates online. But the argument mm-hmm. was that in some of these areas, you don't have access to the internet. Or even where there is access to the internet, mm-hmm. some of these people don't have smartphones or computers or the kinds of services that will allow them to get online. So on the mm-hmm. basis of that, they didn't think that you know, it, it so, should pass. So the minority's fear was that using this tax land certificate thing was going to make it impossible for a large majority of citizens. Yeah. Is it n- not an admittance then that also these people don't pay tax? Oh, yeah. I mean, in, uh, indirectly, that is what it would mean. And, and like you, I believe that, look, in other countries, these certificates are a must mm. for a service you want to... If you, if you don't pay your taxes, they will come after you. In our country... A large group of people don't pay taxes. And if we really want to deepen the collection of taxes... They don't pay the direct taxes. Direct, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if that tax. person buys food, mm-hmm. that pay person tax, yeah. buys petrol, they pay tax. Indirect tax. The other question is, which one comes first? You know, Nathan, people say that a lot of these Ghanaians who are complaining about this tax, when they go to any advanced country, they comply with the rules. And then their contact men are, well, but in these places, the systems work. Mm-hmm. So is it the taxes that made the system work or is it the system that started working for which people wanted to pay the tax? This I won't answer it. I just want people to think about it and send me their comments. Because you see, every time you talk about taxes, mm-hmm. people say, but what do we get? The roads are still bad. Things are wrong. Well, people say, well, if you don't pay your tax, there's no way you're going to get enough money to do these things. And when you're going to get a visa, any document that UK people ask you, you get it. Mm-hmm. Anything <laughs> that America asks you, you will find yeah, it. You don't yeah. complain. Right. When you go to UK, they say pay housing, council tax, you pay. But they say, well, when we pay council tax, we know what we get. Mm-hmm. You know? So did the British people start paying tax before they got those things? Or their government proved competent by giving them those things and people were convinced to pay the tax? If you know, please send us a comment. Because for me, it's one of the major questions for the Ghanaian development equation. That how do we get enough resources to develop? And how do we also manage the resources well? Which comes to the next, next, the next big topic mm-hmm. within the parliament. So... Oh, frankly, I, I got a bit tired of the whole debate about the cathedral because I thought this was a simple... <laughs> I mean, it, look, even f- five months ago, I thought the National Cathedral ought not be a priority and ought not be sponsored by public funds. Okay. Right? Yeah. That was five months before this very precarious economic situation where government essentially is saying that I won't pay you money I promised you. Basically, government is... I mean, you can, you can be very blunt. The government is stealing my wealth. That I have given you a loan mm-hmm. that you should use the money to do your business and pay me back. Then you are now buying the terms of the loan unilaterally and telling me that I should take it or leave it. It means you don't have money. Yet, MPs still, and this is MPP MPs, mm-hmm. because I think the NDC was very clear on this. Mm-hmm. MPP MPs are, some of them, mm-hmm. are arguing, including ministers, mm-hmm. ferociously mm-hmm. That we should seek the kingdom of God first, mm-hmm. and that means things. that we should build. The, I mean, what kind of warped 
interpretation of Matthew 633. I mean, I mean, the strangers you have because the Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God. We have to build a cathedral, first. even if the Bible said that, is that what it means? And even if that's what it means, is that the application? I, I, I don't know if you have the audios because maybe people will yeah, think I'm are, exaggerating, so maybe. Maybe when we come back from, let them listen to. And frankly, some of the arguments for me is like, are you just arguing because you have to? You know, if you have anything to say, just give words. Or just say, well, I support it because that's what my president wants. But don't yeah. try and add. Don't don't. I mean, because don't try and rationalize. You know, it because and, sometimes and not sound clear. I I think if you want to train, like when I was in secondary school, I was in a quiz writer in a business club. Now, mm-hmm. if I were a person of that club today in Prisco Akraka. I would have then said in '97, I would say, tune in to Parliament and watch the debate. Watch Kofi Kunedua Preku go against Obeda Samoa, mm. and let's have a discussion. Learn how to debate. I could, but some of the things they put in yesterday, <laughs> I can't tell <laughs> any. You know, I can't tell any debating student to go and watch it. In the '97 Parliament, I could say to my guy Charlie, let's watch these guys. Osafu so that we can whoever was there. That oh, this is how you frame your argument. This is how you. Some of the things I put here yesterday will not qualify for even a secondary school debate. I'm telling you. You usually listen. Is I mean some of the reasons I don't I don't understand. And so I'm and I'm saying this to say here you are on one hand saying mm-hmm. you want to give you want to essentially block farmers, drivers, teachers, and whoever that has not paid direct tax mm-hmm. from accessing basic government services. Mm-hmm. Yet you want to use eighty million of their money. To put up a building on land you have taken, which is n- not a priority by any stretch of any imagination. What are you trying to do? You know, you are you. What, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. On one hand, you are saying we need revenue. So should we pay the tax rate to, to do this kind of thing? I mean, what, what is this? <laughs> Sky. Yes. <laughs> okay, is it in Parliament because you have to debate? Okay, let me ask you: Do they actually mean what they, they say on the floor? Of course, I mean Parliament is the House of Records, and if they are saying the things, they want it to be recorded. Because you say have... sometimes that when they finish, they go and eat and things. So maybe they are just saying it for saying sake. Oh no, no, no! I mean these are things that will remain in the history of Ghana for as long as the Republic. So, so you are saying that they actually believe that we oh, yeah, do yeah, that's, right. that's right. That's right. That's why they are including people who call for the finance minister's resignation. Yes. But how do they reconcile calling for the minister's resignation with supporting the building of a cathedral with the same mega resources that we don't have? Uh, you see, I, I think only uh, 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 You know, you can, still, you can still carry gunpowder or firewood on your head, but still smoke. So, really? Oh, yeah, yeah of course. I mean, <laughs> That's a very combustible Highly combustible. Gunpowder or firewood on your head, but still smoke. It is possible. I don't recommend it. <laughs> so, so I believe that's the that's the, the the philosophical foundation of the seeming inconsistency you see. Sky, you let's come back. This one, this I don't. This one, this, yeah. this one you can't you, reconcile. You, the two arguments don't add up. <laughs> that we should make sure every Tom, Dick, and Harry uh-huh. has a task clearance certificate. That's a major step. Uh, it's a major step because we need a revenue. But we want the revenue so that we can do vanity projects. They have not said that that's why they want the revenue. But I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, because so. if you want me to pay a tax in a, a time of economic austerity and 50% inflation, mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't understand. Like, why are you even pushing this? Is it that the thing that people don't are not angry about it? No, I, I think the governments. Um, see, they are, what they are doing is that they are playing with fire because you see, because it's religion. Mm-hmm. They are hoping that because we are Christians, mm-hmm. we, will, we will say, oh, touch not my anointed, touch not the cathedral. Mm-hmm. Jesus went, in, go to John 2. He went into a temple and he made a, co- a whip of, of, of uh, and beat people who were converting the temple to a house of merchandise. Mm-hmm. So pure religion is not just supporting something because it's in the name of God. It's, it's, it, it, the thing must be based on the foundation of truth. You see, the, and you see, the, if you read, and I have, I've made this argument, I don't want to repeat it. If, if you read the Bible carefully, God, if you read Acts 17, he said, God does not dwell in temples made by hands. That means that in the New Testament theology, mm-hmm. the temple of God is your body. So he says, I will live in them, I will walk in them, and dwell among them. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying you don't need a house to worship God in, but that's not a priority like Solomon built it. So that's the first floor. The second floor is that whatever you are doing for God, he says, I will lead them in truth. Huh? If you read, uh, 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 is it Psalm 24, 25? So if the Lord does something, it must be founded on truth. Mm-hmm. The initial point we were told about the cathedral, it's not true. The initial decision was not going to be founded by public funds. Uh, okay, so... so, uh, <laughs> so how, did, how does parliament have to approve something that's not public funds? Okay, you see, Bernard, uh, let, let me try and just decouple de- de- a few things. So first of all, the, the question is, at what point did the government peddle what some are now calling untruth? Um, you see, this is the job of the government, to try and explain. Mm-hmm. Okay, we want to build a cathedral. We are committing public land to the project. We are committing 5 million Ghana CDs or is it dollars to the project. Beyond that, nothing else. We raise private capital from all kinds of sources to support the project. Now, if the government said that, that is that. We were told later that some public funds were used for the purposes of executing the project. Now, the question we should ask is, at the time they were telling us that they did not intend to use public resources, did they know that they will be using public resources beyond 5 million Ghana cities or US dollars and the public land. If they knew, mm. then at that point, it would have been So untrue. you are saying that we should situate that point within whether they knew at the time. Exactly. Time. So what we can say, which is my view, is that maybe there have been some intervening developments. Which have necessitated. Which, which necessitated a fall on the public purse. But you see, but, the dishonesty but, 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 came but, but, but for which of you sitting down to build a house, uh-huh. that's not which of, first, which of you building a house that's not first, first sitting down to count the cost. No, no, Sam to John, determine whether this is. Sam John quoted that. No, since we are using the Bible now, yeah, right. the Bible is very clear on how to approach building. Oh, hold on, Bernard. You see, so, so you don't say you use public funds, and they say there are intervening factors now use public. Oh, funds. Hold on, you see, that's, you see, I want us to again contextualize that, mm. assuming that we rely on that, you, you know, word from the Bible. Mm. Of course, the government told you how much they thought it would cost, didn't they? They told you how they intended to implement the project. Mm. They told you where they intended to raise the money from. They mm. told you they would use government land. They told you mm-hmm. use some public funds. You understand? However, mm-hmm. however, there have been funding difficulties that prompted the use of public resources. Now, this is where my problem is. That 
if you told the people of Ghana that you were not going to use their resources, and for some reason it became necessary to use public resources, an honest government should go back to the people and say that, look, I told you this A, B, C, D months ago. That situation has since changed because of a shortfall in how much we're collecting mm. from the people of Ghana and from people outside to prosecute this project. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is it your view that we should collect your money Charlie. through parliament to spend X amount of money on the project pending allocation of resources from private sectors in order to get the project done? Let me help you. No, no, no. Because I hear a lot of people say that the government lied. What I'm trying to say is that let's try and situate the, the question of lies mm. within the proper framework because if at the time they were telling you they would not use public resources, they knew they would use public resources, okay. then they were lying. But even if they didn't lie, uh-huh. I'm saying that the decision to use public funds uh-huh. should be debated properly and discussed. And, and, and I'm saying that uh-huh. and based on all I know from conversations with public, that idea is a very unpopular decision. Yeah. So even if you want to use public funds, mm-hmm. the approach they are using to to push it through is equally wrong. That's perfect. So, whilst not even insisting on the... I don't want to go into when did they say... And I'm saying that, look, this guy, you can't tell me that the scope of the cathedral they wanted to build, they didn't know how much it would cost. They said they told us how much so, they said it was. So, maybe it was... maybe the, I, I don't know. It, I, I think you were mm-hmm. clutching at straws at this point to say, oh, we didn't know... <laughs> they knew exactly what they wanted to do. I'm just trying to sanitize the view that, you know, the government lied. Because it becomes a technical matter as to exactly when they had stated something that was obvious on truth. Mm-hmm. If from the very beginning, ab initio, they knew that they were going to use public resources. And okay, yet- so, so let's prepare that. Uh-huh. Forget about everything. What makes it a pro- okay? What give me two? Okay, it's not you. No, Whoever is pushing the cathedral, uh-huh. beyond the president saying he wants to build the cathedral, uh-huh. what is the justification for using public funds to do it? Okay, so they should answer that. Yeah, that, that, that question has okay. been. Okay, in fact, I, yeah, I, 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 I think let's, 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 speaking to we'll come to all of those. Uh-huh. We'll come to that in a bit. But let's do tech and social media trends quickly. Brought to us by Cowbank. Cowbank can say that if you reactivate your account this holiday season, you get more value. Get access to Star 771 hash Calnet and the Cowbank app. Just call them 0800-500-500. Customer care at Cowbank.net. Cowbank forward together. The segment is also brought to us by Vodafone. Vodafone has the one Ghana promo between 5 a.m. and 11.59 a.m. every day. You can get 20 minutes talk time and 1 GB of data. All you have to do is dial star 530 hash to subscribe. Vodafone further together. All right, let's get into the segment. Yeah, so this morning, sorry we sort of got uh, uh, interested so much in the discussion, we, we, we wasted the time. So, a couple of interesting trends. So, Sami Jinfi is trending. Oh, yeah. Can you guess why? He got married yesterday. Yeah, he got married yeah, he yesterday. And on the <laughs> IG, he's doing very well on IG. Mm-hmm. I think that the shorts, they call it short, these short videos yeah, do yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. well. The so real Yeah, there are some that's showing... General Mosquito and um, what do you call it? Related uh, general. No, General Mosquito and uh, Mafia Gamu. What's the other guy's name? Which one? The, the chairman guy. 
they were both there. Former President Muhammad was also there, and then Sami Jenfi. You know, it's fine. Like when the woman is trying to. Dance and then I said, Berman, why shy visa? You know, they carry it. So, you know how, like, during a wedding, a woman is happy, yeah, she's dancing. And then the guy, and Sammy, you, you can't be sure how he, he did not reconcile mm-hmm. his, you know, his hard hitting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the grief of her, his hard hitting mm-hmm. political sacrifice side to the, you know, the woman dancing. And he was, I said, oh, so, so Sammy, just relax. It's a good thing. Marriage is honorable. Just enjoy. It's a good thing. <laughs> Now, there's another interest. So, Sami Jeffy's wedding is trending. Mm-hmm. Very well. Prince Tego, yep. former Black Stars the Prince player, of Ghost. has been arrested for defrauding George Bart. Allegedly. Allegedly. A, I mean, it's a, it's a bizarre story. George Bart is also a former... Former footballer. Yeah, of 40,000 US dollars. Yeah, he said he was going to buy him a car. It's, it's, and a, it's... Allegedly, all of this... I'm saying that it's, it's generated a lot of discussion on social, Twitter and Facebook as mm-hmm. well. Following a lot of that, I don't know if you know a bit about that story. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, so uh, per the story mm-hmm. or per uh, uh, the accounts, mm-hmm. uh, George Bratton gave uh, Prince Tego some money to mm-hmm. buy a car for him from outside the country, mm-hmm. and that hasn't happened. The money too hasn't been returned. So, mm-hmm. Prince uh, Prince Tego, according to the story, is in a spot of bother so, yeah. with the law. A- and um, then yes, the, so yeah, so that's the, the main one. Then yeah. the other. Other issue of um, so they has been taken to court or is just uh, the police who are dealing with it? Well, I pair the accounts. He's actually in police custody. Oh, I that's see. what some of the accounts it's a serious are issues. Doing. And then uh, Muzama Disco and Black Sheriff uh, are trending as well. You mm-hmm. know, Black Sheriff had a concert yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now these days, it looks like almost all the big acts are performing their own shows. Okay, so you know that Stoneboy has a show on the twenty third. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Sakura has done his shows in the past, and I think Black Sheriff. I don't know if this is his first own concept but he is uh, getting a lot of love on the social media platforms as 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 well so those are the top three trends within particularly the uh, 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 Twitter sphere, mm. and I'm sure that by the time we finish, National Cathedral, oh, National Cathedral is actually trending. <laughs> yeah, about almost a thousand five hundred tweets yeah. mentioning it's, it's National moving Cathedral, up. So, so it's moving up, 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 up. All right, All right that's uh, that's the segment tech and social media trends brought to us by Cowbank and Vodafone. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. It's like you know, easy, Charlie. That's why sometimes you feel like that for me. Some of them are different like that Mali. Spread the message like the new Bob Mali. But then you know the rest of us will be the president. But we know if we make them go sweetly. But you go check them music, they are of the president. Them have be jamming some hard like you do big. And Alpha Blondie, so what is your story? You like their music, remember them fondly. But when they choose who you deprive them only You win parliament, say them smoking only Don't forget all the contributions that they make in the arts That only got nominated, they tell that apart Hypocrisy, I see them and I sit down and laugh Protect the basic rights of your people, do your part Oh, I didn't talk too much I didn't talk too much Oh, I didn't talk too much I didn't talk too much Oh, I didn't talk too much Yeah, we didn't talk too much Say them down, make them know Oh, for them to, to, to be 
818, still listening to the City Breakfast Show. Your comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. Embrace the freedom our forefathers paid the ultimate price for. The freedom to determine our destiny. Z-Pay's MoneyGram to Wallet gives you the freedom to choose when and where we should bring your money to you. Dial star 270 hash to register. Chop, make a chop, be empowered. Now the GRA reminds the general public of its informant award scheme to reward individuals who provide information that leads to the recovery of taxes. This information includes disclosure of information on under-declaration of taxes, smuggling or diversion of goods under invoicing, non-issuance of VAT invoices, alteration and falsification of records, failure to register for tax purposes, etc. Now, there are so many rewards. Informants whose information leads to the recovery of tax revenue below 2,500,000 CDs will be paid 25% of interest or penalties capped at 25,000. And they have a host of other measures in place. You can call the GRA toll free on 0800-900-110 or get to them via WhatsApp 055-299-0000 or 020063. 316 or send an email to info at gra.gov.gh Now the GRA is also um, bringing to the notice of the general public through its commissioner general's office that the period of waiver and penalties waiver of penalties and interest on accumulated tax arrears up to December 31, 2020 will end on December 31, 2022. All taxpayers who have not taken advantage of this dispensation are encouraged to do so. You can call to free 0800-900-110 or WhatsApp 0552-99-0000 or 0200-631-664. So listening to the City Breakfast Show. Richard Alaska is still here with me. Yep. So yeah, Sky, <laughs> it looks like lots of people aren't too happy with the insistence of the government. Okay, so to let, build let, the cathedral. Yeah, that's Let's right. not forget that the minority shut down the 80 million CD uh, budget. Yeah. So that's the latest on that. Yeah. So, so the position is that. So what happened yesterday was that after heated debate, the majority side supported the the construction currently ongoing. Mm-hmm. So you had the likes of the Honorable Abu Jinapur, mm-hmm. um, the Honorable Dominic Nitiwu, the Honorable Kennedy Ejepong, and then also um, the, uh, what do you call it, the, the, uh, the chairman of the committee uh, responsible for tourism and trade, if, if my memory serves me correctly, um, also supporting the construction. However, you had the likes of um, the Honorable Sam George, and the, the likes of Okujetua Blackwa, you know, who have consistently mm-hmm. been against the construction on the basis of the use of public resources, the way they are doing, and what they accuse government of. That is the apparent lack of clarity or sincerity on the part of government 
um to 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 to, to you know towards Ghanaians or to explain exactly what was happening and the lack of or the seeming lack of accountability money spent not accounted for the alleged um, these things from the basis and then also the economic situation we find ourselves in they find that uh, you know very very incongruous that at the time that we have problems with the economy uh, you are busy spending the tax city of the Ghanaian on um, what you call it this particular project um, I think we should listen to the Honorable Dominic Nitiwu who um, basically led the line for the minority mm, okay. yesterday the majority actually yes explaining why he thought the, the cathedral okay. should be built okay all right let's hear from uh, Honorable Dominic Nitiwu he was on the floor of Parliament last night my colleague the Minister for Tourism and to say that this house will support the budget so presented by the committee and by government and approve every line item espoused and presented in the budget for the Minister for Tourism to be able to carry out his activities for the year 2023. Mr. Speaker, tourism is one of the areas that we need to support as a country because it has the potential to generate a lot of income for this nation if it's supported very well. And it is important that this House gives all the support. Order, please. It is important that this House gives all the support to the Minister for Tourism and his team to ensure that we attract the best. I remember, Mr. Speaker, in the year 2019, when the, the then Minister for Tourism did the year of the return, the sort of accolade that Ghana got and the sort of international image that Ghana got, it was, it, for me, it's important that we encourage this thing. But Mr. Speaker, many members, or the two members who spoke, zeroed in on one particular item. And that is captured on page 14 of 16, item 7.3, the National Cathedral, 80 million Ghana City. Mr. Speaker, it surprises me when members, all of us, when we come here, the first thing we do is prayer. members order order mr speaker i i was i here the majority minority leader has forgotten i was in an aircraft with him someday very very late and when the aircraft was breaking through the clouds the 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 table everybody was shouting oh god oh jesus oh god oh allah that's what was happening he was there he himself was shouting. Mr. Speaker, when soldiers are going to war and they are about to go and fight, those who are Christians go on their knees to pray to God. And those who are Muslims go on their knees and bow down to pray to Allah. Mr. Speaker, there is nothing there is nothing more important to us as human beings to believe that there's somebody out there who created us. 
honourable member for Chanapaga, kindly resume your seat. And that is why the most important item I will say in whatever we say is God bless our whole land, Ghana. Mr. Speaker, this is not a laughing or joking matter. Religion is a sentimental matter. It goes down to the heart of every human being. Don't joke with religion. People believe. And they have no reason to believe, but they believe. So, Mr. Speaker, I am very surprised that members who choose to go after only the cathedral. I am really shocked, I am surprised, and I think that I want members to rescind that decision. In Israel, Mr. Speaker, 50% of the population do not work. All they do is to pray to God, and the government takes care of them. But today, today, everywhere in the world, the Israelis are very successful, and nobody, nobody can explain why. They go to the best Ivy League schools, they dominate all the businesses, they dominate all the financials, and nobody, Mr. Speaker, nobody can explain why they... I can say, Mr. Speaker, is that 15% of the population, all they do is to pray for the nation of Israel. No wonder the God out there is looking up. Mr. Speaker, we have been spending on religious activities in this country without question. Why is it that the cathedral, we are questioning it? I want to ask, I want to ask all members who are against, Mr. Speaker, we have been spending on religious items with a question in this country. Why is it that when it comes to the building of the cathedral, we are questioning it? I want to know the actual reason. This is City 97.3. Mr. Speaker, let's be careful as a nation. We are building a nation. And let's be careful. I say to all believers in this, I say to all believers in this chamber that the last thing we should do is to question why Jesus said that the last money that this widow had is what she gave to the church. She gave and that she is the one who contributed more. It's not for nothing that her last penny she gave and Jesus said that this is the one who contributed more. Let's be very careful, Mr. Speaker. Let's be very careful as a nation that we do not seem to question the ways of God and the ways of Allah. I am talking to the issue of the cathedral and I'm feeling to you that as you go to church every Sunday to pray, as you fellowship in your various churches, whether you are a Catholic or a Pentecostal, whether you are a Methodist, whether you are a Muslim, or whether you go to the mosque, be very careful what you say in the name of God. Mr. Speaker, I want to support the chairman of the committee to say that this house should not be the house that will stop the construction of the cathedral.
You have already spent a lot of money in constructing this cathedral. What will be the use stopping the construction of the cathedral? What are we going to gain as representatives of the people? What are we going to say? You, we, we were here. It was incorporated. Houses were broken down. We have spent a lot of money on the cathedral. Eminent church leaders of this nation. It's not you and me. Eminent church leaders are the trustees. They are the people handling this. I do not think that any of us is doubting who these church leaders are. I do not think that there's a single person here who is doubting Professor Prophet Anuna or Dr. Anuna or any of the church leaders who are handling Onina who are handling this this project. I don't think so. Unless somebody wants to tell me that all these pastors, all these men of God, all the people handling this are misusing our money. I don't think so. I want members to support this project. Not just support, but I'm encouraging members to contribute to it. I'm winding up. I'm encouraging Mr. Speaker. I'm encouraging all members to contribute their last widows by to it. If it is one city. All of you, one by one, contribute to it. Because tomorrow, you will need God in your lives. Don't joke with the ways of God. Don't question the ways of God. Don't question the decisions of God. Why you are spending plenty money on God. And don't question why Ghana government is spending on God. Don't question why 80 million out of over 200 billion is being spent on God. So, Mr. Speaker, how much is this budget, how much is captured in this budget? And we say that we should spend 18 million, 18 million cities on board, and people have a problem with it. I don't. Me and my family, the members on this side don't. And I want the Christian community to know from today that we don't. The Christian community must remember today that we, when the time came for us to stand by them, we are standing by them. We don't. Thank you very much, Honorable Minister. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Thank you. Come on. Moment of silence. Something wicked. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Mr. K. Ah, boy. Hey, 
So that was the Honorable Dominic Nitiwo on the floor of Panway. <laughs> Alright, you you let's 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 do your money. Let's do your money. Your money is brought to you by CBG. CBG we stand with you. All right, uh, Thursday morning, uh, Sky's got the, the tip for us this morning. Yeah, so the tip for you this morning has to do with getting ready for January. Mm. Um, and I'm curling this from the point sent to us earlier by uh, the Avalis. You do know that uh, January is going to be a very long month. And very early in the month, schools reopen. And you have to pay school fees. Mm-hmm. In some institutions, if you don't pay the school fees, your wards will not even start. Or if you don't pay some of it, your wards will not even start the school in the first place. So as we are in the Christmas mood, I beg you. Yes, it is okay to uh, do a few things here and there. But don't do too much as to imperil the education of your words. In other words, the amount of money you'll be spending on dresses, booze, and all of these things, please watch it. Because January is just around the corner. And it's a long month. So what I would encourage you to do is to go into your kitty of the forwards. Mm-hmm. And then if you still have something left, and it is reasonable to spend it on going out or buying <laughs> new dresses or going to enjoy here and there, then you do that. It is an important tip to have at the back of your mind because, look, no matter how long it takes, January will come. And if <laughs> January comes and you are not prepared for it, you'll be in serious, serious trouble. Mm. Don't sacrifice the education of your words. Make a budget for throwing parties and make sure you keep within that, but pay a greater attention to the to the education of your kids. Mm. That was your money. Your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
You're listening to the City Breakfast Show. We'll get a few more voices from Parliament just so you get an idea of uh, the submissions made. But Rachel, let's go to some of the messages that have come in. People are not happy at all. Yeah, so I will add people to, <laughs> to, to, to take it easy. This will take it easy. It's, it's not a fight. Uh, this will take it easy. Uh, guys, on the issue of taxes, government must prove they've appropriated our taxes better before asking us to pay more. No service provider or government should be asking for payment of taxes for services yet to be rendered. They go for loan upon loans. What have become of these loans? This one says, good morning, CBS. For me, I'll gladly pay taxes for my country to get more development. But guess what? Almost all of us pay street light levy, but are your street lights fixed and are they on? Headache for the gods. It's coming in from Edmond in the Krubo Mountains. This one coming in from Richard in Dunkor says that, uh, good morning, nation. I believe there is a GRA office in most districts or municipal assemblies where drivers go to claim or renew their driver's license at the DVLA office. So, going to the nearest GRA office in that same district or municipal assembly for assistance to obtain a tax clearance certificate should be possible. Uh, more comments are coming in. Uh, let me scroll up. This one is coming in from Nana from Ajiri, Ghana. And he says that the tax clearance certificate matter is not well thought through. I have regular engagements with GRA with regards to tax clearance. It takes four to three to four days, sometimes a week, for it to be issued. This sometimes also includes repeated visits to their offices for follow-ups. It's not digitalized. Do they want us to park our cars while we chase this? In principle, it's a great idea. The practicality of it will be challenging. It will be like the NIA SIM card registration debacle all over again. This one is coming in from uh, Eric in Dansoman. And Eric says that, good morning, CBS. I'm just hearing about the tax certificate. And I have to say I'm very disappointed in the minority. I think this would have been a huge step to deepen tax compliance and expand the taxness. A huge miss opportunity for our country. This one is coming in from Emmanuel from Tesano. And uh, he says that, uh, good morning, guys. In the advanced countries, tax institutions are accountable and they use the taxes mostly for what they are meant for, unlike our part of the world. This one coming in from... Uh, Okay, it's okay. It's it's without a name. It says that uh, marketing repitch of the year. How the pitch for the national cathedral moved from being a religious place to a place for tourism. That must be studied by Professor Ebo Henson. Uh, <laughs> he says Sikaman Awards 2022 as the hashtag. This one from Papa Ray in Teman. And it says, good morning, city family. Please tell Sky to stop polishing what the government is putting out there. I support you, Bernard, 100%. Well, I mean, look, the point is that I'm not, you know, I'm not supporting what the government is saying. I am just trying to, um, you know, correct an impression that may be misleading uh, on the basis of what my understanding of a lie or uh, an untruth means. My position is that if you knew, 
at the time you were making a statement that what you were saying is untrue, then you were lying. However, if you said something and subsequent development um, changed the position, then it may not exactly be a lie. The only problem here is if you did not go back to the people to tell them that, oh, my position earlier had changed because of A, B, C, D, and to seek their approval. That's all I'm saying um, on, on this particular matter. Mohammed in Sule, uh, Mohammed Suleimana says that uh, on this cathedral thing, I think you guys are laboring too much. Does it matter if they knew how much it will cost from the beginning or not? This government mm. has guts. On one hand, you are destroying people's lifetime investments and pensions. And on the other hand, you want to build a cathedral. My problem is not the president. My problem is with the majority MPs who are supporting this. I have lost all love that I have for this country. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Let, let's, 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 go back to parliament. let's go back to parliament. Let's hear what some of the MPs on the minority side had to say on the, the matter of uh, the National Cathedral. Honorable Speaker, right, Honorable Speaker, let me start by putting it on record that as an elder of a church and as a Bible-believing, we on this side are not against the building of a cathedral. However, Mr. Speaker, because we are Christians, we are not playing to the gallery. We are following the dictates of the Bible. And this is what the Bible we believe in says to us. In Luke 14, 28 to 30, is there anyone here planning to build a new house, in this case a cathedral, who doesn't first sit down to figure the cost so you know if you can complete it? If you only get the foundation laid, and Mr. Speaker, the Bible is so telling. The Bible in Uganda will have a president called Akufuadu. This is what he says. If you only get the foundation laid and then run out of money, you are going to look pretty foolish. Everyone passing by will poke fun at you. He started something he couldn't finish. This is the word of the Lord. Don't eat because you have only laid a foundation and run out of money. This is not some judge. This is the Bible. You don't go to church. You don't go to church. The Bible will be, will be, will be saddled with a president who will not calculate the cost of a cathedral. Mr. Speaker, we have run out of money. People are walking by that place and poking fun at us and say, look at them, they are foolish. Not us, you. And you sit here today. And you tell me that unless we build a cathedral, we will not have God's blessings. Are you not the same people who say that we have been blessed by not having a civil war? Did we have a cathedral for us not to have a civil war? Look at the cathedrals that we have. I'm a member of the Perez Chapel International. Our cathedral seats 14,000 people. We are building a 5,000 seater cathedral. If 14,000 will not attack the blessings of God, built by LGBTQ Today, the Minister for Works and Housing is in this house. We are told reliably that the consultant got 34% of the value. The Minister for Works and Housing is here. He sets what consultancy limits must be. He has set it at 16%. So you sat in cabinets and watched your colleague minister 
pay a consultant 34%. Your ministry has set a standard and he has broken it 16.5. And he has paid 34%. And you didn't advise him. And you tell us that this is God. And Mr. President, they tell us that if we refuse it, because the Himaya tried to build, we are Sambalat and Tobias. Hey, wait. When they were building a temple, you've forgotten that there was Ananias and Sapphira. Name of God to steal. Stealing in the name of God. That is the scene of Ananias and Sapphira. Honorable member. Honorable member. You have not laid evidence that anybody has told it. Mr. Speaker, when I said stealing, I was making reference to Ananias and Sapphira, which I did earlier. Ananias and Sapphira stole in the Bible. You said you are stealing in the name of God. Please, if you make reference to Sapphira, Please properly reference it. Mr. Speaker, for, for, for the purposes of clarity, Ananias and Sapphira stole money for the church. And if today we are seeing a disparity of 114 million, that is not being accounted for properly. Mr. Speaker, if this is not Ananias and Sapphira, I don't know what it is. But Mr. Speaker, the most important thing for me here is that we will have. I remember, hold on. Yes, Honorable Minister for Works and Housing. Thank you very much, Mr. Speaker. I think the Honorable Member has referred to me in his response, and I think it's only fair that uh, I correct him. I think that he's misleading the House. Yes. Um, yes. You made a point that I set uh, the standard for, for consulting uh, work for architects. But on this case, there is an exception to every rule. Yeah. It should be entirely inaccurate to just say that without stating the exceptions. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Yes, continue. Mr. Speaker. He has the floor, please. Resume your seat. Don't know continue. Please, heal out on his feet. Mr. Speaker, I'm happy that the minister did not say that I lied when I said he set a standard of 16.5%. So, so when you say you gave exception, Mr. Speaker, I was expecting that because Eric Opoku told us we will all account before God on the judgment, I was expecting you to ask him to show you evidence of the exception that he gave in this case. You are lying. What were you referring to me about Eric Opoku? That we will all account to God. Mr. Speaker, we will all account to God on judgment. Then what? And I was expecting that maybe you ask him for evidence of the of the exception that he said. Honourable <laughs> members, please don't draw me into the argument. I have a totally different interpretation from what you're saying. That's what. If I were, I'll make a different argument. Now, 
I'm sitting here quietly. Very well, Mr. Speaker. Leave me out. Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker. Mr. Speaker. Like Pontius Pilate, you have washed your hands. And I'm happy about that. But Mr. Speaker, our friends on the other side remind me of scripture again. Matthew 15, 8 to 9. Where the Bible says, These people, these people, Hello. Matthew 15, 8 to 9. The Bible says, These people, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain, but their, te their teachings are merely human rules. The Bible knew we will have a majority like this. Peter Speaker. I will by going back into the Bible. Mr. Speaker, the Bible in the Bible, God calls only one man, a man after his own heart. And that man was David, a man after God's own heart. A man that the finance minister aspires to be like in vain. But you see, Mr. Speaker, even when David wanted to build a temple for God, a man he called a man after his own heart. He said, you have blood on your hands. And for that sake, you cannot build me a temple. Put together the materials for the temple for his son. Mr. Speaker, I end by remembering the lost eight citizens who lost their lives in the 2020 elections. There is blood on their hands. Can we build a temple for God? Thank you very much. So that was Honorable Samuel George, MP for Ningo Pram Pram, stating uh, his argument or making his contribution on the floor of parliament. And uh, he started by saying that the minority is not against the building of the National Cathedral. No, they believe that, it, yes, built, it's great and everything. But he talks about timing and the necessity of such an edifice at this time. And whether or not the president should do it or he shouldn't do it whatever it is he so those so those were his his points richard that was <laughs> <laughs> okay so let me let me let me let me state the position this way for very personal reasons and i'm sure Ghanaians would 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 grant me that uh, i am conflicted and i'm unable to speak the way others have spoken against the national cathedral project um, and I, I believe I'm entitled to being cut some slack. And people should not interpret my my interventions as an attempt to, if you like, support or not support the project. I am just basically saying what essentially is founded on legal principles, that if at the time you are saying something and you know that to be true, then you you are not doing anything wrong. But if you were saying the thing and at the time you were saying you knew that it was false, then, at, then you would have been lying. But the, the argument of the minority mm -hmm. is that, look, we are not opposed to the idea of building a national cathedral. What we are against is committing our tax resources at this time of our lives 
to this project when in our view although we may need a national cathedral this is not the time to make it happen so that is the minority's argument the argument of the majority which has been articulated by the Honorable Dominic Nitiu is that look, even a Kafodidi, yes, it is true that we find ourselves in economic difficulties, but we must still serve the Lord. That is his view. That yes, it is true that we have problems. It is true that you know not everything is going on right with us, with the economy now. However, that should not mean that we should cut our supply to God's work merely because we have challenges. And he, for some reason, decided to rely on the, the widow's might, you know, uh, you know, principle in the Bible to support his position. Now, I'm sure that the jury will be out there as to whether that's a correct biblical foundation for what he said. Mm-hmm. But that is basically the position. Now, what has happened out of that? Again, I must say that the likes of the Honorable Abu Jinapur also spoke, you know, vehemently in support of the building of the cathedral project because they believe that it will be a major foreign exchange earner for the country. Mm-hmm. Again, the Honorable Kennedy Ejepong, um, who is seeking the flag bearership of the, the NPP, also spoke in support of it. Again, arguing that in a number of European countries, if you go there, one of the major sources of revenue is um, tourism. And these are received largely from basilicas and cathedrals and chapels and, and temples that have been built and which have or continue to serve as major sources of revenue for the government in these countries. So he thought that if we contextualize the argument within the space of raising revenue for the country, Mm -hmm. we will be making the right call on Ghanaians to support this idea of the National Cathedral uh, Project. So basically those are the split views that we had yesterday on the matter. Um, Ultimately, Parliament took a decision. What decision was forced by the minority's position? So, the minority held virtually a gun to the head of the majority that, look, this budget of 80 million Mm -hmm. proposed for the the cathedral is a part of a bigger budget Mm -hmm. for the Ministry of Tourism. Because, mind you, the project has now been ceded to the Ministry of Tourism. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there was an earlier communication from the Attorney General that the museums, whatever, whatever, was supposed to handle the, the project, if, if my memory serves me correctly. And so, if you do not decouple and strike down or kill the 80 million Ghana City commitment you want to mm-hmm. make to this project, then we will not pass the bag. Now, what it means is that the minority would have frustrated the passage of the entire budget for the minister or for the ministry of tourism so when it was obvious on the floor that it's doing the budget together with the allocation to the ministry for purposes of building the cathedral will create problems and that would also create problems for the bigger national budget which has to pass through the appropriation act the government did what <laughs> anybody would do, which is to say that, okay, here. Mm-hmm. we are removing the 80 million, 
we are no longer committing the 80 million to the National Cathedral Project. For now, it is suspended or dead. Let us pass the other allocations that are going to the Ministry of Tourism so that we can get the appropriation uh, act passed. So that happened yesterday. So ultimately, the budget to the Ministry of Tourism was passed. However, the budgetary allocation proposed for the purposes of prosecuting the National Cathedral failed because the minority would not support it. Mm. All right. So those were... Um, so essentially, that's the, those are the arguments made on the, the floor of parliament. Exactly. If, now, if, yeah. now, the question is, what happens to the project going forward? Mm-hmm. From what I hear, and again, all of these, I'm basically reporting what we have picked up. Uh, I'm not taking a position for or against the National Cathedral Project. As I've, I've said, I have a personal confliction, which I would not discuss here. But as a matter of principle, I'm not speaking for or against the construction of the National Cathedral. But what I'm saying is that we have picked up concerns that the workers at site were abandoning the project because government was not providing funding. Mm-hmm. And it was because of the apparent lack of funding that the government had to now fall on the public purse in order to make some payments which payments were exposed by the Honorable Okujetua <laughs> Blackwa and which stoke, uh, what do you call it, which sort of, um, you know, like fueled public anger at the project because the government had initially said that we were committing only a certain amount of public money and our, our public land and beyond that, no other public resources will be committed. And for some reason, it emerged that some monies have been used. Now, the question that people are asking is, if we are told that in excess of 300 million Ghana CDs has been spent thus far on the project, again, public buildings were destroyed as a result of the campaign to build. And then also, some private properties were also affected. In fact, as we speak, there's somebody in court litigating the destruction or the the demolition of his property, allegedly to make way for this particular project we're talking about. If we have spent so much money thus far, we have dug up the foundation, the the architect who did his work has also been Mm -hmm. paid some money. Some people find that that money is too much, and they compare that with other projects and, and, and all of that. What should happen to the site? That's the question that people are asking. Yeah. We have spent money so far. So if we abandon the site, what should happen to it? I think the good people of Ghana should be able to answer that. And they can send us text messages. Because if you go there, That's huge, huge crater has been created. The earth, you know, emptied from the bowels of mm-hmm. the earth so as to make way for the foundation. Of course, some concrete put into the, 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 the bowels of the earth. Again, some wires laid. A number of things have been done as, 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 as part of the preparations to build. And the project had gotten to a certain stage. However, we have not seen proper erection of a building that people will be happy about. As to say that indeed, some serious work is going on. In fact, if you go to the Job 600, which is the, the, the building, the houses, the offices of members of parliament, yeah and you overlook the area or the site of the project, you just see 
the crater that I'm talking about, mm-hmm. with no real, what do you call it, um, structures going up in the air. So people are asking questions. Ah, if you say you have spent in excess of 300 million Ghana cities on this project, how come the project is the way it is? And it does seem that critics believe that there has also not been proper communication and accountability to explain to Ghanaians, okay, we use the money on A, B, C, D. You understand? So, a number of reasons have been advanced, and these things conspire to create a perfect atmosphere yesterday in Parliament for the project to be, for now, killed. The question is, as I'm asking, what should happen to the site? Should we go back and pull the sand back in so that we level it? <laughs> And then say that, okay, we are cutting our losses. 300 million ashe. Or, we turn, turn to the people of Ghana to say, okay, well, the government at some point has not been entirely honest with you. Um, subsequent to some changes in the earlier position. So, this is the true position now. Um, would you still want to support? If you want to support, would you do that willingly? rather than we falling on your tax money. Because for now, Parliament says, no, no, no. We are the protectors of the public purse, mm-hmm. and we are undesirous of giving you access to the public purse. If you want to go and find your money somewhere, you go, go and, and find, find it. it. But you see, the difficulty is that even the people who are supposed to be raising money to support the project are also complaining that we are not finding so much money from donors and all of that. So, private people who ideally ought to have sent money to the, what do you call it, the Mumu line mm-hmm. or the accounts of, of, of the Cathedral Project people. Money is not coming. Or even if it is coming, it's not coming in the sizes that will make it sustainable for a contractor to be on site. They need to understand. Times are hard. So, how much money do people even have to spare? Uh-huh. So, to that's, also, the, to build the uh-huh. that's also part of the question. Yes. So, it's, it's a bigger conversation of such a mega project suffering as a result of um, lack of proper communication yes. or seeming lack of honesty at some point in the life of the project as to explain to people what exactly the problem is and why there has got to be access to the public resources of our country in order to fund it. And I think that the people who have managed this project, project, especially those in government, have done a terrible job, a poor job, in terms of their communication to the good people of Ghana as to why they have had to use it. So, if the earlier position was that, look, we will not use public resources. And because of a fall in public interest or public appetite through private resources Mm -hmm. for the project, and you realize that there's a problem, all you need to do is hold a press conference... Or go through Parliament and tell the good people of Ghana that, look, this was the earlier position I communicated to you. But there have been intervening developments that make it impossible for me to maintain the earlier position that I will not rely on public resources. Because the contractor is threatening to leave side. Again, the, the funding that I was expecting from private people, they are not coming in the sizes that will make it sustainable for the contractor to remain on site. So, is it possible to take some money from the public purse, at least for now, so that subsequently, if, you know, private resources become available, mm-hmm. we will refund the same? Or is it possible to authorize us to go for some loan? Which loan will pay subsequently mm-hmm. a public, uh, you know, private resources become available? And then use that as an anchor to 
maintain the proper position the people that oh this is the reason why i'm relying on your public resort you don't on the blind side of the people on the quiet go put your hands in the public purse and use it for this purpose creating a sense of lack of honesty on the part of government that is completely unacceptable and i find that objectionable it is pessimi exemplary in the highest sense of the word all right we wait to see how the story unfolds but at least now parliament has told the state that uh, 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 we are not approving 80 million cds for the national cathedral Sky, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that money was moved to the roads and is it transport roads? Yeah, yeah. So, so the 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 idea was that it could be realigned. realigned. My memory, okay. it's a bit, uh, you know. Some All right, but bottom line is that yes. the 80 million cities that was put out, I think, in the budget mm. that was for the Ministry of Tourism. Yes, that was the plan was to send that money there. Yeah, for to, the project. For the project, it looks like that's not happening. Parliament has shut it down. Your messages are welcome. Zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. This is still the city breakfast show. Yeah, people, Twitter people, people are, are upset. We'll, we'll try and go through some of the comments here. <laughs> but the Heritage Christian College is that Amasaman behind the Olympic Stadium. They are affiliated to KNUST, accredited by GTEC. They've got BBA programs, BSc Information Technology, Bachelor of Theology, tutorials for professional programs, media and IT short courses. You can get in touch with them on 0547-777-731 or 0202-298-399. And there's a 50% tuition waiver for all January 2023 students. You can apply at hcuc.edu.gh. Heritage Christian College offering world-class university education and training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. Now, if I think of moving to Canada, speak to one group only. Ask your immigration consulting services. They will help you discover everything you need to know about Canada. They are the one airport square, airport city, Accra, Ghana, Jason Holiday Inn Hotel. You can call 0506-012289 or 0241-318-890 or 0595-449054 or send an email, welcome at askiaimmigration.com. Find them on Facebook, Instagram and on Twitter. Ask your immigration consulting services, the joy of greatness for your journey to Canada. Are you getting good insights from your data for decision making? Join the data analytics revolution and empower your team to work smart, save time and deliver insights from data using the world's most powerful business tools, Microsoft, Excel and Power BI. Finex Skills Hub is offering hands-on practical training to corporates and individuals in Excel for work, data analytics and financial modeling to help you improve your productivity at the office. Register now at finexskillshub.com or call 0244-782-356 to sign up for our corporate and individual training sessions. Finex Skills Hub, learn, connect, grow. Now, if you love your exotic food, this will make you happy. On December 26th at the Accra Polo Court, it's the Around the World Food and Drinks Festival. Kofi Kinata and Samini will be there and you'll be hosted by Na Shoko. So whatever you like, if it's a cassoulet, a chocolate souffle, or a ratatouille, or tartata, everything that you want will be there. <laughs> you can call 0576-077-195 or dial star 713-33-23-2-3-hash to book your seat. 
Around the World Drinks Festival is curated by Echo House Ghana in collaboration with the various embassies in Ghana. Media partners, GH1 TV, Star FM. Join the conversation with the hashtag, hashtag Taste the World, hashtag ATW Festival 22, hashtag Around the World. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back after this short break. We have exciting conversations for you. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Baby, make your mind right now. Tell me what you want now. I don't want to wish this is the so city show. The city's you biggest conversation. With you and then my lessons with you. Baby, everything's a dying on the Welcome back. This is the City Breakfast Show. The comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. We've gone through some messages. We'll try and go through the other batch. A little later. Alright, let's switch tracks. Yes, I know, you know, people are upset about the all this national cathedral type of thing. But, but let's talk enjoyment because that one is important. Very, very, very important. And I've been joined by two people who tell us some great stuff happening somewhere in Ghana. So we can all go and enjoy, have fun. But because really at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, you just have to relax and have some fun. So I have Lorenda Ishen, sales and marketing executive, and I have Fidelis Josefina Annan, assistant sales manager. We'll find out where they are from. All I have is their names and designations. Nobody knows where they are from. Good morning, ladies. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning. How are we doing? Thank you very much. Yeah, We're fine. Great. Thank you for having us. Great, 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 great. So, first question. We Now we know your names. We know your designations, <laughs> but we don't know where you are from. Right. So, we are from Pedriaso Valley Resort. Aha. Yes. And we're here basically to talk about Christmas. It's all about Christa Fest 2022. Mm-hmm. Like we always do on um, every festive, I mean, periods here. We know the season in which we are and we are here to talk about Christmas. What is happening at Pedriaso Valley Resort and why you should be there. Why I should be there sounds yes. like funny. I don't even know why I should be there, but I'll be there anyway. So, so what? So what? What should we? What should we expect from Pediasi Valley Resort this Christmas? Right. So expect nothing but the best, mm. the best treats, the best packages. Where we are actually um, doing a lot at Pediasi mm-hmm. variety, and we are giving you value for money. Mm. We are looking at food and drinks. We have special lunch buffets. We have barbecue lunch, barbecue dinners. We're looking at great entertainment, live band music, DJ music, you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And then we're looking at some cool room packages. We have some really nice packages. We're looking at something new that is hitting, I mean, the whole of the rich. Christmas market. Christmas market. Mm-hmm. Coming to out, um, I think, 
along the line, yes, we'll, we'll give you we'll, more we'll, details. We'll and we are looking at um, some fun with the kids as well. Santa will be at PGS Valley Resorts this Christmas, giving free gifts I to see. all kids. Santa and will we, be there. Yes, Santa <laughs> will be there. <laughs> Amazing stuff. He's leaving wherever he is to join us here yes. at, at, in Ghana, the yes. PDRC Valley yeah. Resort. Yeah. Uh, Fidelis, let's talk about special packages. I'm sure at this time, <laughs> there are always special packages. Sure. So sure. can you give us some details? So, um, with our room packages, we have the mare package, we have the frankincense, and we have the gold. Mm-hmm. And these packages are inclusive of the bed and breakfast, the couple massage, and a beautiful gift from Pediasi. That is a gift, so I will not disclose it. <laughs> but I'm just saying that these packages are as low as 2400 Okay. That is as low package. Mm-hmm. So you can just call us. We'll, we'll take you through the packages. And we with a gold package. It is 5,400, mm-hmm. which is a couple package. Okay. And we are giving you the bed and breakfast. We are giving you the couple massage. Mm-hmm. And we are giving you the gift. So I'm just entreating everybody okay. to come with the family. We also have a family package. Yeah. Come with the kids. When you come with the kids, we have a lot of activities um, for the kids. And I'll let Lorinda go into details about that. Okay. And with our buffet package. Mm-hmm. So we are starting our buffet packages from the 23rd to 30th December. 23rd? Yes, to 30th, 30th December. Okay. And 1st and 2nd January. Okay. So with these packages, it is as low with the lunch. We are doing 320. 320. A yeah. cool 320. 320 per head. <laughs> per head. Per head. Okay. That is inclusive of the three main course with grills. Welcome and, drinks. And you know the funny thing about it? Mm-hmm. We are going to do tintin at the restaurant. <laughs> so you get to see somebody pounding the, pounding the food live. Live. Come and tell us the quantity you want to take. Exactly. Then after you move to the continental dishes. Mm. We also um, have the dinner. It's mm. also as low as 290 cities. Okay. It comes okay. with a lot of variety. So I'm just entreating everybody that we should just take... I mean, some few hours to drive to Pediasi and just enjoy this Christmas. I know that um, my cry is very hectic, so please let's, let's move away from, from the hustle <laughs> and bustle. Just yes. yes. do this Christmas at Pediasi. Pediasi, yeah. we'll be expecting everybody. Yeah. Okay. I have a question on on mm-hmm. the packages you mentioned. See yeah. the the right. room packages. Mm-hmm. So with this, how many? That's what is that a night? Yes. Night? Okay. So, that's a night. Okay. Yes. No. So with the mayor package. Mm-hmm. It's a one night stay. Okay. Yes. With the Frankenstein, it's a two night stay, right. and the gold package is actually a three night stay. I see. Yes, and it's it's, it's couple double occupancy. Mm. We also have that for the family. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Mm. Um, Lorenda, let's talk about the kids because, mm-hmm. um, Fidelis mentioned it. Right. Like, what? So what? What special thing? Because if somebody's bringing their children, they need to mm-hmm. entertain them. You know how yeah. children yeah. are. If they are bored, they yeah. run yes. into all kinds of trouble. Yeah. So yeah. what? What exactly is Pediasi Valley Resort doing for kids? Right. So for the kids, we have a kids' playground. Um, we're looking at trampoline. We're looking at the bouncy castles. Um, we have a pet zoo. So if you bring your kids, you are not leaving them out. Santa will also be there, giving free gifts oh, to all kids. kids love to so the entertainment fun. actually runs across. Kids are having fun. 
the family is having fun, adults are having fun, everyone is having fun. So we have something for everyone. Mm, the kids are not left out at all. Wonderful. You spoke about the Christmas market. Maybe right. you can give us some more detail. Sure. On that. So the Christmas market is starting from the 25th through to 28th December. And we're still open to vendors. If you are a vendor and you want to join us, it's a cool 400 cities. So we're displaying authentic made in Ghana goods. Mm. So once you come to the resort, after eating, whatever, we have variety. You go around. It's happening at the Ambassadorial Garden. Okay. So we are displaying all sort of goods, anything you can buy. Vendors are also open. You have to just call us and then we'll sort everything out. I see. Wonderful. So the Christmas right. market. So in addition to all the fun and all of there's a Christmas market yes. Yes. for yes. authentic made in Ghana yes. goods. Right. The idea is after you are done eating, mm-hmm. enjoying the live and you can as well go to Ambassadorial Garden. Just have a look at the Ghanaian made things. You can purchase some home. It's more of like an exhibition. We want to portray uh, made in Ghana goods. So mm-hmm. I entreat everybody that it's a full package yeah. it's actually a full package during this christmas so, so you should you should bring some of the money you've saved for christmas <laughs> for shopping <laughs> and it's it's, it's, it's actually yeah. at um a discount cool price okay yeah. Yeah. wonderful wonderful so somebody's listening to us they probably had plans or they didn't have plans mm-hmm. they revised the plan they say okay i'm i want to go to pediasi valley resort how can they get in touch to get all their questions answered. Okay, so um, for reservations, you can call zero five four zero one two five 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 five, or zero five four zero one two five 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 four. So this Christmas, all roads lead to Pediasa Valley Resort. Mm. I think after a long year of working, you deserve a break. We all oh, deserve yeah, bre- a break. Are good. Yeah, we deserve a treat, <laughs> and we deserve a treat. From the best resort, I and see. you deserve Pediasa Valley Resort. Great. So people can call the numbers zero five four zero one two five 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 five, right? Or zero five four zero one two five 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 four to have all their questions answered. All, all their questions, questions. Yes. all reservations Wonderful. should Wonderful. come through. What about somebody who says, "Okay, great, I've called, I know all of that, but I can't find where Pediasa Valley Resort is." Can I just give people an idea of where it's located? Okay, so um, first of all, I'll just say that when you go to Google Map and just type, it will lead you ah, but straight, straight to Pediasa Valley Resort, okay. straight to the car park. But we, um, with the f- I think we, you just have to get to the Presidential Lodge. Okay. Yes, Ibri. at Ibri. Yeah. And I think it's just um, how many meters? Oh. Oh, opposite, it's opposite the Shell filling station. station. Yes, on the left. Yes, coming from Accra. Coming yes. from Accra. Yes, please. There are those people who don't trust the map. They won't even check <laughs> the map. They want to hear these directions. Oh, yeah, here. Turn yeah. here. Turn there. That kind so, of thing. So, every after the toll booth, you get mm-hmm. to the presidential, presidential lodge. Mm-hmm. After the presidential lodge, the Shell filling station directly opposite. You just move down, and Wonderful. that is PGC Valley. Wonderful. Resort. So, listeners, you heard it. This is a good reason to go to PGC Valley Resort this Christmas. Go and check out all the wonderful things they are doing. They've got great room packages, all kinds of amazing things. They've like they're saying, if if you love your authentic fufu, just go there. Yes, the when, team, team. yes yeah, you the see team. them pounding it for you there, and yeah. you get to enjoy. Thank you so, so much. I had Lauren Shen Sales and Marketing Executive. She's with Pediasi Valley Resource. So now you people know where, where they work. <laughs> <laughs> and Fidelis. 
Josephina Anand's assistant sales manager also at Pediasi Valley. So ladies, thank you so, so much for coming through. Thank and you. we'll be there. We'll be there to, to, right. to enjoy the holidays. Yeah, we'll be we'll expecting you. And enjoy we'll the good things you. at Pediasi Valley. So sure. good. Thank you so, so much and have a good day. Thank you so thank much. You. <laughs> Take me like a bee, don't pack me like sardine. I always be you listening to the City Breakfast Show. Messages are welcome on 0549 birthday dedication. Happy birthday to Mr. Frank Ajiman. On your 50th birthday. Message is coming from Isaac Kwame Amwa Ahimfu. Now, Alpha Delta Pharmacy is on the Ring Road Central. It's Ghana's first drive through pharmacy and is pleased to announce that it will run its regular 24 hour service throughout the public holidays, including Christmas, Boxing, and New Year's Day. Enjoy the comfort of our drive through service. Our Kolebu branch will also run its usual 24 hour service, while our Laboni branch will open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. All branches offer pickup or delivery services. Please contact us on 0551 400 999. The African University College of of, uh, Communications, AUCC, has opened admissions for January 2023. They've got one-year post-grad programs, MBA procurement and supply chain management, MA communications, MBA accounting and finance and MSc project management. Your qualification should be at least a second-class lower or a professional certificate. They've got... Undergrad programs, BSc Business Admin, BA Communication, you've got Journalism, Visual and Digital Communication, and a Diploma in Management Studies. What you need is a WASI, or through Mature Entrance Exam 25 or above. Contact AUCC on 0506-129559 or 0242-832054. Now one can purchase an admission e-voucher from any Cal Bank branch nationwide. Postgrad admission voucher is 200 CDs. Undergrad admission voucher is 100 CDs. Now, if you own a Mac or a Mercedes Benz, keep it in top shape this Christmas. Silver Star Auto is giving you a fantastic end of year after sales promo for all Benz owners. Enjoy free inspection of your vehicle. Enjoy 15% discount on genuine spare parts and all after sales services at competitive prices. Promo ends on December 23, which is tomorrow. Season C's apply.
many times, too many times. We be looking for the things that we'll never find. No. I wanna love you, there's no better time. No. We don't get PJ, but we still go fly. Fly like OB, 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 do you ready, you're ready, oh. Baby girl, let me know. If you keep your mind going. 9.31, this is still the City Breakfast Show. We'll be right back after this short break. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Yes, you, Mr. Politician. We're not blind, we're seeing you. We lose the people's mystery. Welcome back. 938, they still the city breakfast show. We are talking about you know cathedral developments and all of that. And that's a very interesting time to move into the next conversation. I've been joined on the line by Matthew Ama. Matthew Ama is program manager, program manager controller at the Millennium Development Authority. And we'll be talking about the Ghana Cares or Batampa project. All right, let's get to the line now. Uh, Matthew, good morning. Welcome to the City Breakfast Show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Great, great, great. It's, it's an honor having you on the line. First of all, let's let's talk a bit about the Ghana Cares project. It's been mentioned in several news reports, several government releases. Some people have heard of it. But for those who don't fully understand what Ghana Cares is, can you just explain to us what exactly the project is about? Okay, uh, I think the, that's fine. The Ghana Cares program, that is, the acronym stands for the Ghana COVID-19 Alleviation and Revitalization of Enterprises Support Program. Uh, and the program was set up by government, I think it was launched in 2020, November, to you know, take steps in 2020 to stabilize the economy and to revitalize uh, uh, revitalization comprising measures to be implemented from 2021 to 2022 to ensure quick economic recovery and pursue the Ghana Beyond Aid agenda. Uh, a specific segment of this program is the Ghana Cares program. Under the Ghana Cares uh, program itself, um, I believe there are about nine compacts which have been which have been uh, sort of established with various ministries, the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, the Ministry of Tourism, Ministry of Environmental Science, Ministry of Industry, Ministry of Communication, and there's a, a flagship project, which is the Economic Encase uh, Project, which is designed to sort of, as part of the revitalization and enterprise support, is designed to improve uh, employment of youth, uh, to create an enclave where you sort of concentrate government resources uh, to ensure that everything is done. Uh, you know that a number of times we have programs that don't get funded. And so what is happening is that we have a compact which where government is now trying to make sure that all resources required to sort of create the, the environment for, for, for economic activity to take place uh, and this, this time, I think the focus is on import substitution uh, to 
ensure that we create a platform, we provide the necessary public investment support to support private sector that is doing things. And then the idea is that private sector should be employing or should be creating spaces for youth to practice entrepreneurial work. So mm. it's like runabout way what the program is about. Okay, great, great. Now, is, is it related to the um, Enclave uh, project that was recently uh, launched? Yes, it is. The Enclave project, like I said, is the, under the Ghana Cares, there are several projects. The Enclave project is one of them. That is the, and that is the flagship project uh, that was launched in Asuchari's uh, Tipoli area. And that is looking to create Places about 10,000 acres of land, which will, fill, which will be used for rice production, will be used for some vegetable production. And the idea is to make it possible for use, either post national service use, use uh, that have been employed, use uh, that have been brought on board by the uh, National Entrepreneur Program uh, uh, to, to farm. And uh, the idea is to apply a lot of technology to farming, uh, but also to ensure that the spaces that are created are not uh, can you can get your return on the investment. So we're working with uh, a number of entities: uh, the Ministry of Food and Agriculture, the National Entrepreneurship Innovation Program, the National Service, 48 Engineers Regiment, Ghana Education Development Authority, and the Ghana Community Exchange all to make it possible for us to do large-scale farming. Uh, the idea is that this is a pilot, and this will be replicated in seven other regions around Ghana. Uh, so we are taking, we've taken our first initial steps. It was launched on the 9th of December, uh, and these are the first initial steps. We were, we've already cleared about a 1,000 acres, uh, and we let people see what a thousand acres looks like. Because I know that a lot of times when we talk about acres, people don't have a, an idea of exactly mm. the expanse of that. Okay. Yeah, please yeah. go on. Please go on. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, so the idea is now, uh, and we are in, under this program, we're, we're sort of, we're working with an anchor tenant, an anchor farmer who's close by, who is, uh, who is also helping us to make sure that the areas available. What what we're doing is this with with GIDA, we're testing the construction of irrigation canals using as uh, trying to make it cost effective, trying to make it possible for private sector to maintain that those irrigation canals. Uh, we're providing support services to the 48 engineers to level the land, to develop, develop the land. You know that in agriculture, one of the key things is land development and land preparation. That can be very expensive. Uh, we're using the project engineers to help get some of those things done. Uh, and and uh, we're looking, I think we've already seeded about almost 500 acres of, no, about 300 acres of rice we've seeded, uh, which we should be coming on board. We're hoping to onboard about 500 uh, youth in that space by March, April. Okay, okay. All right. Um, I just want to find out. I mean, finally, can you just detail how some, I mean, if anybody who's interested, how they can get access to the Enclave and be, and be part of this this uh, this project? Okay. 
There are two types of people coming interested. People who want to act as anchor farmers, who want to maybe farm maybe about a thousand acres of land, who must prove that they have the capacity to do that. And then the youth who will be invited through the National Entrepreneurship Innovation Program to come and make an application to come and participate. Then there will also, there also the National Service Secretaries will also be will be bringing about 100 youth on board, and then we'll be looking for youth in the district where the uh, the the current program is. Beyond that, we are developing the framework for rolling out into the various regions. So we'll be reaching out to the various regions that have been identified. We'll do some preliminary assessment of the land available, the suitable land, and look at who's on the ground, and then we'll make an, uh, 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 make an expression of interest for people to come and suggest their interest. Mm. All right. Matthew, thank you so, so much uh, for your time. That was Matthew Ama. He's a program manager controller at the Millennium Development Authority. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Some messages have come on the number 0549986996. But before we do that, you know what it is like to live with a fractured leg? Well, I've experienced a fracture before. It's very unpleasant. Can you even begin to picture what it takes to care for a child who has a broken arm or who was born with a disorder that prevents them from running, jumping, and playing with other children? Support your favorite media house, City 97.3 FM and City TV, as we spend Boxing Day December 26th with the children on admission at the St. Joseph Orthopedic Hospital in Kofredia. With your kind support of cash, will transform the lives of Ghana's children who must spend Christmas in their hospital beds as their doctors work to correct their various orthopedic disorders. Now, to support us, you can send your kind donations of cash via mobile money to 0550-900-006. 0550-900-006. Checks may be written in the name of the City FM Foundation. Alternatively, you can bring your cash donations to the front desk of City FM and City TV behind the Adabraka Police Station. Visit citynewsroom.com or call 0550-900-006 or 0302-226013 for more info. Well, let's go through some of the messages. Uh, Richard, people are... Uh, so I mean, yes, I mean, it's, 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 um, it's overwhelming. <laughs> this one from Zilex Duane in London says that you cut my own investment, that there is no money, but you want to spend 80 million Ghana cities on a cathedral project. God will not forgive you. Hogwash. This one from Julian in Osu says, good morning. Can't the 80 million Ghana cities be used to support the pension funds? that are going to be affected by the debt restructuring. Um, this one um, is coming in from uh, someone who says, it is funny how we use fear to promote the things of God. So is the MP saying, if we don't support the cathedral, God will not bless us? This government uh, are their own victims, or, or they are the victims of their own hubris. So if we build the cathedral, God will make the CD equal to the dollar. Look, they should get out. <laughs> God will not do by miracle what man must do by common sense. And as it stands, they lack the same. This one from uh, Kojo in East Legon says that Honorable Nitiwo confuses Jews 
uh, with Israelis. One is creed and the other is those who identify themselves as belonging to the state of Israel. It just shows how uh, unacceptable his submissions are. Shame on him. Uh, this one from Famous in La Paz says that the issue on the issue of the cathedral, listening to Honorable Dominic Nitiu is very disappointing. It is surprising that the people's representatives have become conduits for uh, unacceptable explanations and gains. Why building the cathedral at this particular time of the year? I heard him citing eminent church leaders. Remember, they have built their integrity without the government, but rather with the poor people's uh, <laughs> offertories. And the people are saying, we don't need the National Cathedral, period. May God help us. Um, this one is from uh, Emmanuel Dobuna Okla. And he says that, good morning, Nathan and team. I don't see the wisdom in building a cathedral to boost tourism whilst leaving the beautiful scenery given to us by God to rot. The cathedral would develop Nzilezu, uh, Botifals, Akrazu, etc. to look more attractive. The majority should spare us this myopic thinking. God is watching. Uh, I think there's something I don't. Is it the cathedral would develop, or you mean you mean the money yeah, from I there uh, should be used to develop? Okay, yeah, that's right. So you, she, he apparently omitted that. This was a good morning. I'm really disappointed in the MP's reason for the cathedral. One, who are the Christians he keeps referring to? Are these Christians not the same Gadians complaining that it's not their priority too? That the trustees are Christian heads. Incredible. Even the devil calls the Bible. We can't trust anyone. Three, no one is actually against putting up the cathedral. But it's simply not a priority. Think, think, think. Ghana MPs. It's coming in from Jennifer in Fienya. This one says, almost every church has its own cathedral. Who will be worshipping in the National Cathedral? Uh, this one from Dick in Accra says, Hello, Nathan. God does not live in cathedrals or churches. God lives in the hearts and becomes very happy when we worship him faithfully by doing his will. This one is coming in um, from Kojo in Medina. And he says, Good morning, Bernard and team. It is sad hearing Mr. Nietzsche will speak the way he did. The cathedral is not a priority at all when hospitals don't have CT scan machine and patients have to be sent to other hospitals just for a scan. My wife of 35 years currently needs a hole in heart surgery costing 6,000 US dollars and there is no fund whatsoever at Cadio to support and they are making baseless arguments for something that has already swallowed millions of dollars. I'm really fuming hearing this argument on the building of the cathedral. Wow, Charlie. <laughs> People make what? This one is from Al Hassan. And he says that, good morning, city family. The rejection of the 80 million Ghana city allocation by parliament does not mean there's haircut. So does that mean? Okay. Does, does that, that mean, mean there's, haircut? there's haircut on the cathedral? <laughs> 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 the people say they were angry. <laughs> this was a surprise, you guys. Uh, claim people are not happy about the cathedral. There are very good reasons for it to be built. Some cannot be shared in the public domain. We need a cathedral power. You forgot 
the cost is shorter because of the economic conditions. It will be a problem to support it if the people at the helm are chopping the money. However, there is no evidence money is going into people's pocket. It's a shame. There are money or monies being stolen at government department. The media is quiet. But the cathedral peanuts is the biggest issue. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's coming in from Yao. Uh, good morning, city. But who asked this government to build for us a national cathedral? Government is to help solve problems the populace face. And definitely the national cathedral is obviously not one. It's coming in from George from Kanewu Ajay Kujo. And he says, our roads are terrible. This one from Stephen in Tema says, the fact that we've wasted some money on uh, something doesn't give us any reason to waste more. This cathedral project, even if completed, will become a white elephant. And this one from uh, Yofi from Jolu says that Nathan and team, um, a lot of abandoned projects are scattered all over the country and the cathedral project will be a part of them. Now, this means that when decision makers of the country decide to initiate projects for political expediency, or it happens, you say, when decision makers of the country decide to initiate projects for political expediency, this national cathedral is something we don't or we didn't ask for. It was someone's private unilateral fantasy. The whole country is a crime scene. Mm. <laughs> Brothers make what? Brothers make what, I tell you. Well, the most important thing is that, Charlie, the conversation should continue. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I get the sun cost, you know, argument that people make, which I was trying to raise so that we can think about. We have spent money on it already. Should we let it go, rot? What should we do with it? Um, <laughs> would, yeah, yeah, because what do we do? For example, we've we've dug out yes. the earth really yes. at the site. Yeah. So what do we do? Should we should we be there and become a death trap for kids who unfortunately will be running around, or it should be there collecting rainwater and then becomes stagnant water pool of some kind, breeding mosquitoes and all of that? We should reflect over that. Again, should we use public resources at some point later? Are people going to privately donate? Or can we say in the churches that, okay, going forward, if people do them a collection of trees, <laughs> at least 50% of whatever the churches collect, you know, they should send them to Accra so that this thing should be done. I mean, we, I believe that, you know, the people who propose the idea need to find innovative ways of re-engaging the Ghanaian community, especially the Christian community, um, to ensure that this thing, uh, you know, this, we find a delicate balance to resolve it. Because whether you like it or not, we have spent some public funds on it. We broke down judges' houses and some other buildings in the process. Um, all of those came in as collateral costs to us. The question is, should we let all of that go? And if we let it go, what should happen to the site? It's it's a, it's not an easy thing to re- resolve. It's not an easy thing to resolve. So mm. let a, cause of a conversation continue, and ultimately, I'm sure we'll get somewhere with it. I must also say, though, that um, yesterday, um, another issue that happened on the floor of Parliament had to do with the allocation to the um, Office of the Special Prosecutor. Mm-hmm. You know that for the past 16 months or so, 
Um, it's been reported that the workers of the special prosecutor's office have not been paid and that the chief there himself hasn't been receiving his salary because for some reason government is not making resources available. If you remember, um, the Honorable Martin Amidu, who previously occupied the position of um, special prosecutor, um, you know, publicly complained that although the government, you know, in a fanfare named him for the position, they either interfered with or have not made resources available to enable him uh, to do his work. And these and, and other reasons informed his decision ultimately to abandon the post or resign from office. Uh, the president is in, in nominating and uh, appointing the new one, um, the, the Venerable uh, Kisieja being to the position of special prosecutor said that he was going to ensure that public resources were made available to get the institution working. Unfortunately, uh, we have had these news reports that the workers there, including the special prosecutor himself, have not been paid for some time now. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, it was a serious matter on the floor of parliament. The MPs insisted from the minority that they were not allowing you know, some other budgetary allocations to go through if there was no commitment to ensure that the workers were paid and the resources made available to the office to be able to decide his mandate. Um, Eventually, there was a letter that came in um, from the ministry uh, um, and then also there was something too from the special prosecutor's office which ultimately formed the basis for the speaker to say that well those commitments were enough okay. and so the budget should go through. The point is that commitment has been made to ensure that the special prosecutor's mm-hmm. office get uh, the, the, the money it needs to function and, and, and that should be some good news. Yeah that is especially in a fight against corruption, corruption and all. Yeah. The special prosecutor's office must be properly resourced. Yeah if so the man is angry well, yeah, you uh, won't be able to yeah, chase yeah. our money. Alright that's our City Breakfast Show for the morning. Richard Alaska, join me. Bernard Avlin made a cameo. Yeah. We can put it that way, a yeah, brief appearance. Exactly. <laughs> we are back tomorrow morning with another episode. Many, many thanks for listening. Many thanks for all the messages that came in. Show produced by Fred Jabano. And Godfred Odum supported us on technical. My name is Nathan Kwao. I sat in for Bernard Avlin.